There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. She's got great chat. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked her tit or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent of this made up dick, 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 dick. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? got the chat i am mara and i am ari so hi hi (laughs) since the last time we saw you we have watched a whole new season and we are here to talk about the entire thing yep this is going to be our overview recap if you will of love island usa season five and essentially the way that we're going to be going through this recap is just giving each week a little moment to discuss. I'm sure that some will have more to say about than others, but just kind of going through some of the main points of what happened in each week. And of course, our overall takeaways from the season. Yeah, we'll try not to get too into the weeds of details, but a lot of things happened in this season. Yeah, Yes, <laughs> to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things happened and a lot of things didn't happen. Right. <laughs> That's how I always am left feeling with Love Island US. I don't want to yeah. spoil anything, but like, what would you say your main overarching takeaway from the season was, especially coming so closely off the heels slash treading on the heels of UK 10? I think that the USA is learning (laughs) they're not quite there yet but they're learning there's there were things that i enjoyed about a lot about this season um i felt like a lot of things harkened back to the early seasons one and two of love island uk the uh you know chaos and trash of it all um Mm -hmm. but then i don't know there's the 
polishedness of the show is not there yet. Right. And what concerns me a little bit is the reason that the chaos and trashiness was so present in UK 1 and 2 is because people weren't really aware of the reach of the show, the impact of the show, and like what acting that way on TV was going to do to their lives. True. Why are these people acting like this in 2023? What are the producers doing? Like, what is happening? Why this resurgence? It's very experimental, the season. Very. Yes. So I'm like, are they doing experimental producer practices as well? They definitely are. They are throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. That's definitely but, what it felt like. But also, I think what you what you just said is actually a great point, Ari, because I think that that the show is not that watched by a lot of people who like Love Island, even. Right. And I think this season in particular was, but I think that these previous seasons have not really been well watched and because of that the people going into this season might have been like ah fuck it no one's watching it anyway yeah could be i mean oh. so okay so d- basically love island us for the first three seasons was it on cbs yes and it was hosted by ariel something a different yeah woman who's a comedian that i first found out about because she is friends with caitlin bristow yep that's crazy yeah it's very connected all the worlds <laughs> um and then for the past two seasons so season four and five it's been on peacock hosted by sarah highland mm-hmm. and i feel like last season it definitely was not as experimental as this season no but it was i felt like the push of them really trying to be like we want to get this into the cultural zeitgeist in yes. the u.s yeah i don't know if we're i mean what sucks about streaming is that they don't really release any numbers so like we can't tell you the viewership we can only right. kind of judge it based on engagement and stuff like that right i don't know anyway uh, this was definitely a more discussed season for sure yeah like okay. just well i don't know i was gonna say like because obviously you and i started covering last season of love Island usa on tiktok exclusively and yeah, on TikTok and Instagram, that was the first season that we covered before we actually had the podcast, but we were just doing on our social media. Yeah. We did see our first viral TikTok from that season. Oh, was it the Jeff one? Disgusting. Yeah, the Jeff one. <laughs> I literally just like <laughs> recorded parts of his like absolute breakdown and talked about how controlling and scary he was. <laughs> Literally. I I don't know. I I was looking at some of like our viewing numbers with that. I think we had a like higher engagement on our videos, but lower viewing numbers for this season of USA. But I we didn't do the same kind of content Mm-mm. this season for it than we did last season. So no, we were I, it's hard like, to compare with that. We we're doing much more I feel like consistent content, whereas you you definitely did do the recaps, but also in the beginning of the season, you were catching up, so the recaps weren't coming out yes. as the show was coming out, which is what we did do last season. I don't know. It's That's just a great point. It's all very interesting. We obviously want to hear if you want us to make more of an effort to recap the whole season of US next year. And on that note... There's another decision that our listeners need to make as well. Yes. Okay. So with games in Australia coming up, we really want to hear from you on what you would like us to cover on the podcast 
as we can only commit to doing one of them in our usual format. Assuming that they're coming out at the same time, which I think we still don't know for sure, but seems but very likely. Pretty sure. Very likely. Very, very likely. If for whatever reason they don't and we're able to do both in podcast form, we will. But we're just going off of the assumption that they will be coming out at the same time. Right. So if you guys follow us on Instagram, I'm going to put a poll in our stories today, September 14th, asking for your vote on what we should cover, Love Island Games or Love Island Australia. Spotify users, you can also vote using a poll I'm going to be putting up on Spotify. Oh. I know. (laughs) There might also be like a fun little question you can answer too. Oh, wow. Okay. Hold on. Sounds like you should go check out Spotify. (laughs) You know, hold on. Is he humping? He's digging. Uh, he's on. A, he's on like a little bed, and he's trying to like make it more comfortable. Oh, Bubba! Uh, obviously, nothing changes when he scratches at it. Also, Apple users, you can go on to Spotify because it's always free to use, even if you don't have a premium subscription, and you can still answer this poll. So, anyway, please vote using the poll that I have set up. If you know us from TikTok, you can also DM us with what you want. For whichever show we don't cover, I also want to hear your preferences for how we cover the other show. Do you guys want to see a daily TikTok and reel covering each episode? Do you want to see a weekly TikTok or reel covering the whole week? Would you want like a shorter 15-minute solo recap podcast from me or Ari or like off and on kind of thing? Whatever, you know, we can make it work. Let us know. We just want to know how you want. We're going to cover. I'd like to cover it in some kind of manner. We just have to figure out how. Yeah. And maybe you don't know yet because maybe you're like, well, it totally depends on if this episode is banging or not. And if it is, then you can just do this for the season that you don't cover. As always, if you would, please follow us on all social media platforms at She's Got The Chat. That is going to be on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Threads, and Twitter. And if you want to ever share any thoughts with us, we always answer our DMs. We love hearing from you. So go Mm -hmm. ahead and give us a message wherever you follow us. I would say we're most likely to see quickly an Instagram DM. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, We will still send you stickers if you do that and follow us everywhere (laughs) and send us proof and share it with a friend and send us proof. We have stickers officially. I would love it. Yeah. So anything else that we need to get to off the top? No. That's it for business. Let's do this. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Without further ado, let's let's chat. (laughs) All righty. So week one, we are in a brand new villa in Fiji, home of rain. Question. Yes. Have we ever seen a villa on a beach? No. Sick This villa. was cool. Very cool villa. I have a feeling they're going to use the same one for Love Island Games. Because mm. they're like filming it now, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're filming it right now. That would make in sense. Yeah. Why well, build a whole new it. fucking villa? I don't know. It seems like a waste of money. But Yeah. I agree. Um, I just right off the bat have to say because this happens before anything else. And mm-hmm. as I mentioned this on our uh, oh my God. episode, 
I I don't know why I didn't write this in the notes. I knew exactly what you were going to yeah. say. Go ahead. But that, the way that I took notes for this whole season of US was just texting Mara about it. So my first text to Mara of the season is, what the fuck is this Love Island US opening scene? We get maybe like a five minute skit. Yes. Of skit. Sarah Highland like faking being lost and stranded on a deserted island and like it's time is past. it was like a lot longer so i had actually heard about this before i watched it because i was listening to game of roses and they were comparing it lizzie specifically pace case was comparing it to the skit last season of bachelor in paradise the yes. sally suitcase skit and she was oh. like Wells and Sarah are married, obviously. Wells Adams, who's the bartender for Paradise, Sarah Highland, who's the uh, host of Love Island US. She was like, I just feel like the same person wrote these. (laughs) I agree. And I think it was Wells. (laughs) Okay. But so I heard that before the, before I watched it. And so I was just expecting it to be like a short little thing, like Sally's suitcase, Mm -hmm. which was maybe like 30 seconds. Yeah. It was like literally five minutes. Yeah. It was. Awful. I just feel like Wells was like, Sarah, do you know it would be so funny? What if you like pretended this was like castaway and you were like going (sighs) crazy on an island, you're deserted, but then you just like walk down the beach and there's the villa. And then you walk in and all of a sudden you're the host. I, it was bad. It feels like the correct answer, but also like, do you actually think that Wells and Sarah have that much power on Love Island US? No. (laughs) No. It was definitely some producer's dumb idea. It was awful. And it really set the tone for the season, I just have to say. I was like, you don't get it quite yet. Uh Uh-huh. I made this – I made that TikTok where I'm using that Jame voice where, like, I could instead put my head through a window. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was largely because of this opening (laughs) because I saw this and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And just to remind everyone, like we watched this, I, you know, took a little bit of a break and didn't start watching it as early as you did. But we started watching this right after this most recent season of UK, which was amazing. Yeah. For this to be our intro into the season, I just. It was rough. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on. <laughs> okay. Well, we see our OG Islanders come in. The girls include Anna, KK, Cassie, Jasmine, and Destiny. The boys are Leo, Victor, Keenan, Bergie, and Marco. And instead of the usual coupling up where girls step forward, boys choose, we had this sticker twist competition where a boy would enter and then the girls would either stand on their heart or not. So the first guy to enter, I forget who it, it was. It was Leo. Leo. So Leo comes in and all the girls have to pile onto his heart. Oh. And then when the next boy comes in, then they have to decide if they want to stick with Leo or twist for the next boy. Yeah. And then they just move about from heart to heart until everybody's coupled up. And then if there are ever two girls or like at the end, if there were two girls on a heart with a boy then he had to choose like he had to Leo choose. had to choose between Cassie and Anna and I right. think Marco had to choose between Destiny and I don't remember who but I hated this yeah one of the reasons I hated it is because I feel like there is such a um, I think it was Jasmine 
yeah, maybe Jasmine and Destiny. Yeah, I think you're right. There's such a like anticlimactic feeling to all of them piling onto the heart and just like hugging the guy and being like, hi, nice to meet you. Like they're supposed to come in and have physical distance. And then when they couple up, then they meet physically and you get the first shot of them as a couple. Yeah. This did not work for me. Yeah. No, this was a mess. So anyway, that happens. We get our initial couples of the season. Our couples starting off this season are KK and Keenan, Anna and Bergie, Marco and Destiny, Leo and Cassie, and Victor and Jasmine. Correct. And then the Islanders go look around the villa. And in that evening, we get this game of them handing out phones and like doing this kissing challenge as a way to get the phone. Oh, yeah. I, I thought was fucking weird. Usually they have the phones, and just to be clear, right. like these are obviously phones from the show, and I think all they can do on them is text producers and maybe sometimes each other and take pictures. Right. But it's usually like something that is present but not discussed. Right. So this entire first episode was just like very experimental in a way where I'm like, mm-hmm. honestly, good for you for going for it, but also like, at what point is it too far of a departure? Yes, I think the phones were too far of a departure. I appreciated that it, they were trying to use it as a means to get them to like build physical chemistry early on, but just do like a game around the fire pit of truth or dare or something like do that. Do suck and blow. Like there are so many right. classic staples of the game that could be yeah. used in that scenario instead of just creating something new out of thin air. Exactly. Exactly. And then we're getting a compatibility vote also. Yeah. And Anna and Bergie end up voting for themselves, and Bergie ends up sending himself home. Yeah. Which that was a yikes move. I mean, obviously, Anna and Bergie were the last to submit their vote, so they already knew that it was going to be them voted as least compatible based on the fact that, like, everyone else had voted for them. Right, right. But I still would not recommend that course of action. Never. No, definitely not. Also, when it comes down to it, ultimately, we always knew Bergie was going to go home because this is, first of all, this is America. This is where patriarchy thrives. And the man of the couple is just going to be the quote unquote gentleman and send himself home every time. Yep. If he doesn't want to be villainized for the rest of the season. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I felt like this... I don't know. I saw some positive feedback about this, but again, I was like, why like five experimental things back to back to back in the beginning of the first episode? Like we, we don't need to have a compatibility vote on night one. Yeah. I think a compatibility vote on night two would have been interesting, but I think if no one went home, I think that would have been better. Like, cause then it just gets people in their heads very quickly, which is a good thing. It puts, keeps them on their toes, but Sending them home is just like, what? Too high. And we, we all know. Like, I knew the second Bergie was sent home. That he wasn't actually I, leaving. He wasn't actually going to go home. I'm like, okay, they're going to put a little Claudia from Australia from last season. Right. But. Right. Okay. Yes. So I've thought about this a lot. That treatment is generally reserved for people like Claudia. Right. What? Can Good we just point. Like, take a moment <laughs> to discuss Bergie? <laughs> yes. Let's discuss Bergie. My main 
qualm is mm-hmm. that the female version of Bergy would not be on the show in the first place. Yes. The female version of Bergy would not be beloved in this way, and the female version of Bergy would not get with the male version of Taylor. Facts, girl. Facts. So, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I just... Uh, I, at first, I felt like they were doing it as, like, a joke. Like, hey, look at this, like, kind of not-so-attractive guy. hmm Like, ha, ha, ha. He's inexperienced. He might as well be a teenager with, like, his level of experience. Like, it just felt like an inside joke that, like, was not working. Right. Like, he was, like, he was the butt of the joke. Yeah, so we've been past season recaps discussed the idea of an incel islander (laughs) which just to be clear like is not in reference to the scary online community i just like the alliteration so i'm not gonna change my name for it but it's in the truest sense of the word involuntarily celibate right yes and what's interesting is that usually those people kind of reveal themselves throughout the course of a season. Like, you'll not – you don't know it from the moment they walk in. Like, Anton, for example, we didn't know, oh, this guy isn't going to be lucky in love. I guess maybe with, like, a Dr. Alex, it was a little bit more like a Bergie. But yes. generally, like, even Mitch had, like, some moments of this in season mm-hmm. 10 of UK – Usually it's something that reveals itself to us over time. Like, oh, this person kind of just keeps getting pied and is, like, really unlucky in love. And it's always, like, a male islander that all the women love. They all want him to do well. Every time a bomb comes in, a female bomb, they're like, oh, you have to be with this amazing person. Like, we can't wait for you to find your person. But it's definitely none of us. Right. This was so fucking blatant. Yep. Yep. By the end of the season, Ari, I was like, maybe this was always to be a rehabil. Maybe this was always a rehabilitation story. This was always supposed to be a story of an incelly guy who could have gone that way. Like, imagine Bergie never went on this show. Couldn't you imagine that path for him? Imagine what path? For uh, this path. This path where he is nice guys finish last for so long. To the point that he resents women. Oh, to the point that he <laughs> does become an incel in yeah. the connotation way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, that's where it starts. Right. But because they've given him this opportunity in this platform, he now has enough self-esteem to be like, maybe I can find love. And maybe now he's rebuil- rehabilitated and he won't become an Oh my god, Love Island US is a charity. (laughs) I was just like, it's the only thing that made any sense to me. Oh my god, that's fucking funny. Okay, the one thing that really throws a wrench into my whole understanding of Bergie is the fact that he has competed in bodybuilding competitions. Yes. Yes. And I feel like this is something that we can discuss further later on, kind of honestly, towards the end of the season. I know that we're still on fucking episode one. But I would say something that I really struggled with this season is that 
I don't feel like there was any depth to any of the characters. Like, how did we not know that about Bergie? How did we only find out at the very, very end of the season that both Marco and Bergie have lost their mothers? Like, yes! It doesn't feel like there's any depth or character development or, like, resolution of yep. conflict in this season. Yep. It just kind of is said once and forgotten about. Yes. And, like, it would add a lot to Bergie's character to know these things about him, to know that he competed in fucking bodybuilding competition. That makes it make more sense why he would be on the show. I honestly don't know that he could have been on the show with all the other things about him, like being named Bergie and, you know, having kissed, like, one person <laughs> ever and being a Dairy Queen manager without <laughs> that. Yeah, I completely agree. We're just not told. No, we're not given any depth. You're right. There's no character development. And it's the same is true of the couples. We don't see any real development of the couples either. Totally agree. I was like in shock. I know we're jumping all around, but listen, we're doing a recap of the whole season, so we're allowed to. I feel like a really good example of this was the fight between Carmen and Kenzo after the heart rate challenge. Yeah. We saw one conversation that they had where they were fighting about it. Right. And then there's a recoupling. They're back together. I never saw them talk about it again. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. (sighs) I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like the polish is not there. No, they. Like they're throwing too many experiments and like focusing too much on drama And not enough on, like, why we're here, love, and understanding people as people. Right. And also, after CASA, they do pretty much everything that is done after CASA in UK in, like, less than half the time. Right. And so, yeah, it's just very rushed. Anyway. Uh, Okay. So... Bergie obviously does not leave. He ends up. Can you imagine if we had just had that whole conversation about him and we're like, then Bergie leaves episode one never to be seen. (laughs) Off to go join the throes of men's rights activists on Reddit. Oh, fuck. No, yeah, Love Island just can't let him leave. Our work here has just begun. Yeah. You're welcome, women. So Bergie ends up going on a hideaway date with Hannah and Carmen. They all end up sleeping in the hideaway that evening. Another weird experiment. Yeah. Uh, Another weird experiment (laughs) is the hideaway. Yeah. If I could think of my worst nightmare scenario for a sex room. Yeah. It would be one that was covered on all surfaces (laughs) with white fur. The white, especially, I think makes it worse. Like, why? I don't know. I, it's, I, I'm just imagining getting that fur, that like metallic-y fur in my mouth. <sighs> Somehow. Do you I'm know just what I imagining mean? them like having to steam clean the entire room after every use. Yeah. Oh my God. And if they're not. Well. I don't even want to think about that. I know. I don't either. Because we know that these people in this season were fucking. Yes. A lot more than usual. Or I guess yeah. shown a lot more than usual. I can't. <laughs> anyway. The next day, Hannah and Carmen go on dates. Hannah goes with Victor. Carmen goes with Leo. There's not much to those dates, to be quite honest. 
We also see Destiny get really mad at Marco for kissing her the first night and then saying that he still wants to be open to meet other people. Destiny, honey. She does this a lot. Yeah. Leo and Anna start to develop their relationship and we see Cassie get jealous and she ends up cutting it off with Leo, which was a shocking move. I thought it's a little too soon to cut off, girl. Definitely. Yeah. And we get our first challenge, which is a kissing challenge and they like dump the islanders in water if they like don't answer a question correctly. Yeah. And notably, Victor kisses a few people. Jasmine's been trying to like nail Victor down. And this comes up later because she gets really mad at him about kissing other people or something like that. We also see Hannah and Carmen be given the opportunity to uh, recouple, but they they get a notice that they're going to recouple and they have to keep it secret or they can tell the other Islanders and they opt to keep it secret. Yeah, which is, that was a good, see, those are the little things that don't feel like fundamentally a departure (laughs) But that yes. do keep it fresh and interesting. I think that was a much more successful change. I agree. And it results in Hannah picking Marco and Carmen picking Victor and a lot of the girls getting really angry with them for having kept that a secret. Right. Which is the downside of choosing that path that they, yeah. you know, I'm sure to some extent took into consideration in that deliberation. But right. I think that the upside also of, like, the boys not really being able to play them because they know that they have that power. Although they are the first bombshells, they probably inherently know that that's going to happen at some point. It, that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of like, you guys knew this was coming. Don't act like you didn't know this was coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. KK got a lot of, like, pushback from the audience for not entertaining anyone other than Keenan. Mm-hmm. And, like, how that's not how you're supposed to play the game, whatever. But I just feel like the Hannah-Marco situation was pretty similar. And that, like, they were – Hannah didn't – wasn't with anyone mm. else on the entire season. No, that's so true. She goes on that one date with Victor and then commits to Marco mm-hmm. the rest of the way. Yep. Actually, that's a good little um, pin because that exact kind of thing is going to come up later. Uh, much later. Last week. The very last week of the show. Yeah. Uh, and we can bring that back up then. Okay. But – uh, Harrison then comes in as the next bomb during a little masquerade party. They play some games that evening. We see Keenan and KK start to explore their relationship more. Um, we also see Keenan try to kiss Cassie in a challenge. Mm-hmm. And Cassie gets, like, uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And, like, kind of pushes him, and he feels very, like, rejected. Yeah. And then we have a recoupling where Jasmine goes home. Yes, and I was surprised by that. Harrison chooses Destiny over Jasmine, and that's what leads her to going home, right? Yes, that's right. I feel like Destiny got, like, no screen time, but was on for the entire season. I feel like she got a lot of screen time, but, like, none of it made any sense. Right, like, her, her yeah, she had no character development. None. She was just there. Yeah. Like she, she floated it did this nothing whole season. For me. At any yeah, point. I, except for one point, which we'll discuss. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, I, there's a lot of like ride or dies for Destiny online from what I've seen. Huh. And I don't really get it. She kind of irked me a lot of the time. Yeah. She, I just felt pretty neutral about her. I felt like she was often very hypocritical. Yeah. And that always bothers me. Right. In this game. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're moving into week two, which starts off with an Indiana Jones challenge. So go see that movie, guys, because that's why they did this challenge. Just kidding. She's got the chat is not sponsored by Indiana Jones. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, we'll... If you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hawk a movie, sure. So, <laughs> uh, but we see Keenan getting mad at Cassie for like calling him out that he kind of wanted to like get to know her and kiss her and all that other stuff. And I felt like uh, Keenan was just sort of mad at Cassie for kind of like blowing up his spot because I feel like he's 100%. trying to tell KK one thing and Cassie another, and Cassie's kind of calling it out in front of everybody. He is playing the game that he'd play in the real world without realizing mm-hmm. that the women that he's entertaining are friends living together yes and it's kind of enjoyable to watch dudes fall into that trap sometimes it is fun (laughs) that is a very good point um we also see carmen choosing to kiss bergie instead of victor during this challenge and victor gets really pissed off and i want to like take a moment to talk about this ari because i i talked about this on our tiktok but it's worthy of discussion here as well There are these rules, these unspoken rules of Love Island, and this is one of them. Yes. If you are going to choose to kiss someone who is not your partner in a challenge, it better be worth it. Yes. And Carmen also, if I remember, was the last one to go. And so at the point that she did this, Victor had already seen every single other girl choose the guy that she was coupled up with for this challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was an interesting move on her part. <sighs> yeah. And it kicks off this whole narrative of Carmen and Bergie developing, quote unquote, a relationship. LOL. LOL. I have a oh. theory on Carmen. Oh, do you want to share it now? Sure, yeah. I, well, I know that there's some rumors that, like, her and Kenzo knew each other because they live in the same city, and I'm pretty sure they go to the same gym. Yes, that's what I've heard as well. And so part of me thinks that Berkey was just the easiest and safest option for Carmen while she waited for Kenzo to come in, a la Brendan Marias being with Natasha Parker before Piper got there on Bachelor in Paradise. I completely agree. I think she saw him as a safe bet. He was never going to push her too far. Mm -hmm. He was always going to let her keep the pace. Right. That's, yes. And and to to actually respect it, but that's a little bit, I I think, a good clarification because I didn't explain that super well. He was safe bet and that, like, she's out of his league and so he's probably going to want (laughs) to stick with her. But also, you're absolutely right that I think she did. And she said this to him even in the moment that they were discussing why she chose him instead of Victor to kiss in the challenge. She was like, I just felt safer with you. And I think that that is valid. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules then comes in to host a challenge. (sighs) And there's a prize of immunity. And Hannah and Marco end up winning this challenge and then also give immunity to Leo and Anna, which shocked me. Yes, same. Who did you think they should have chosen? Uh, maybe, like, I don't know, Cass, uh, KK and Keenan. Yeah. 
I, I was know. thinking K.K. Keenan or like even Destiny and Harrison since they all tied at the end. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I definitely saw some people saying that online. Um, I yeah. want to make one note about this challenge. <laughs> yeah. I, as you know, have been struggling to force myself to watch the show because as I've been watching it, I've been on like seasons nine and ten of Vanderpump Rules simultaneously. Oh, so good. And so one day I forced myself to turn off Vanderpump Rules. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch Love Island US. I put on Love Island US and Ariana Maddox walks out. <laughs> it was just a beautiful moment for me. That is amazing. <laughs> it was serendipitous. Yeah. What do you think about them having her host that challenge? And then also they had Mara Higgins do some stuff for the season. But one of the things that she did like on the actual show was also hosting a challenge. I think this yeah. is another good experimental mm-hmm. thing. I agree. I liked the host of a challenge. I li- love that they used Ariana and Mara. Uh, I also liked that they got a prize of immunity. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Also, Ariana and Mara is us. I know. Hi. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that. That's 100% a coincidence because it seems a little odd. <laughs> I think the producers of Love Island USA know that or they listen to our podcast and they're like, we're going to throw Mara and Ari a little bone here. Okay. And not only that, but you are a longtime VPR fan. I am a totally. new VPR fan. You and I have both publicly said that our favorite Islander of all time is Mara Higgins. Like, yep. They know. I don't know. It's a little strange. This is for us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I also did want to make a note that it seemed like the two people that were most excited to see Ariana were Hannah and Anna. Yeah. Like, Anna was like, oh, my God, I flew home to, like, watch Vanderpump Rules with my mom. And, like, oh, I can't wait to hear about the sandwich shop. <laughs> I know. That was so cute. It I love that so you mentioned cute. the sandwich shop. Yeah. I oh, loved it, too. It was too. so good. When the season started, season 10 of Vanderpump Rules had ended, right? Yes. So they were <clears> all probably caught up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I just – I thought that was a really, really, really <sighs> cool moment to see. I know. Meeting of worlds totally and i think that's a huge benefit of peacock um with this one is that they can pull from the entire bravo universe such a good point so i i think that they should keep doing stuff like this bring in other people from love island uk sure but also bring in other bravo people we love to see it and bravo is like if you want to get a u.s audience on board with love island Mm -hmm. We fucking love Bravo. Like, do that crossover as much as possible. I want to see a challenge hosted by Karen Huger. I mean, they even (gasps) – I would die. (laughs) I feel like they even – obviously, there's, like, all the stuff online about how much money Ariana has made and, like, brand deals and stuff like that following Scandaball, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. We love that. This is also, like, it's mutually beneficial, obviously, because it's also Love Island benefiting off of Scandaball because even the – premise of the challenge was like who knows their partner is the best and she makes a comment like you have to know who you're coupled up with trust me like this nudge nudge wink wink at the scandal affair i love that that's such a good point i didn't even catch that yeah oh yeah that i was great I i loved it i did too after this challenge we see victor carmen and bergie getting into a fight basically victor apparently said to other people that Carmen wasn't actually interested in Bergie romantically. 
And I guess they had talked about this previously in the day. And Victor was like, okay, got it. I understand. And then like Bergy brings it up again. Mm-hmm. And to me, it felt very like pot story from Bergy. It was kind of like a surprising move from him. But I also really disliked how immediately angry and defensive Victor got. Yeah, Carmen. I think that the Victor's true colors came out. Yeah. He was very much trying to present himself as like a mature, like evolved dude yes and even in his initial coupling with jasmine was like i can't be with her because she like parties too much stuff like that yeah i feel like his true colors really came out in this moment and it was his undoing i agree it was not great i will say one good thing victor has uh when he came out of the villa he posted like an ama on instagram and i found out that he reads the court of thorns and roses books (laughs) which i love so (laughs) i feel like a lot of people do oh yeah definitely they're very popular so we also see cassie and leo have a conversation in soul ties which is this is going to be the beginning of the craziness of soul ties uh, they both share that they like each other still, and unfortunately, Anna overhears this from the kitchen. Fortunately, and fortunately for her, unfortunately for Cassie and Leo. But and not only that, they record it on their phone. Oh, who she was listening with Jasmine or something? Hannah, I think it was. Uh huh. Yeah, and I was just like, whoo. So, I want to talk. I have a note. A little later, but we can talk about this now because it's relevant. Like, what do you think are the rules when it comes to coming on to a partner? Who do you tell first? Who do you talk to first? I think that the unspoken rules are that you talk to the, like, in this scenario, Cassie should have talked to Anna first. Okay. But, like, what if she tells Anna, hey, I'm going to shoot my shot with Leo again? And then Leo's like, no. Exactly. Yeah. I think the other thing that makes this scenario a little bit different is that Cassie was originally coupled up with Leo. It's not a new relationship. Like right. Anna kind of took Leo from Cassie. Right. I just think that they got in the weeds with the rules, the unspoken rules of it all. Like Anna really blew this whole thing out of proportion because she got so upset about the way Cassie went about this. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't really blame Cassie for going to Leo first because why bring it up to Anna at all? If she's about to get shot down. Yeah. But, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I think that the unspoken rule. Uh, also, Anna is just like a little cray cray. So I could also imagine yeah. that if Cassie had gone to her prior, she also would have been mad about it. Yes, agreed. Agreed. She'd been like that. Like the ah! unspoken rule of the show is you talk to the friend first before you talk yeah. to their partner that you're trying to pursue. Yep, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Then we have a vote from the United States on favorite couples and Carmen and Victor are in the bottom and the Islanders decide between the two of those who to send home. They ultimately decide to send home Victor, but we do get a really long scene where the Islanders are having a very in-depth discussion on who to send home and why. Yeah. They're kind of like pressuring Bergy into being like, is this really something with Carmen? Like, is it worth saving Carmen because you want to pursue her? And he was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I liked that we got to see that conversation because I don't – in the UK, I feel like we never really get to see, like, the in-depth conversations. Mm -hmm. 
or maybe they're just not arguing as much but it was interesting to see how much like how split that vote was Mm. i thought and then there was even fallout after right so after this happens there's a lot of open gameplay speech including Hannah and Marco regretting their immunity decision because Marco starts doing the math in his head about who they should have sent home instead in order to, like, sway it different ways. hmm Yeah. I'm like, honey, that's math you should have been doing the Before. second you earned that immunity. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been doing it while you were still playing the game, working towards exactly. your Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that that's Marco's strong suit. But the no, other thing that I not. wanted to comment on, which you did, but I don't know that we said this specifically, is just that like in that conversation where they're deciding to send ho- who to send home, something that we saw that I actually don't remember ever seeing before is that yeah. they go around and each vote on who they want to send home. They're split. Right. And then they like try to persuade each other like who is going to switch sides. Yep. I was wondering... Is this something that happens on UK that we just don't see? I had that's why I brought it up because I was like, is this something that happens that we don't see? Because normally we just see the pros and cons of each person, and then we see a cut and they say, okay, well, I think we've made our decision, and then they right, but we never see what actually goes into them making their decision. I know, I imagine it's a vote. But it, it's also funny, like, seeing the vote. It's very American. It's very, like, go democracy. <laughs> I do want to say, and because I, I think this all happened week two. Maybe it was week one. But regardless, in the, in the beginning of the season, so I want to say it before we move on too much, just some of Gabe's thoughts because he was peripherally mm. <laughs> ingesting this season. Number one, Gabe quote of the season, why do we feel so foreign in our own country? <laughs> <laughs> And then he was like, like, you and him? Yeah. Yeah. Looking at all the cross necklaces and was like, ugh. <sighs> Girl, don't I know it? Yeah. And then I think this was like very early on that I started to be really grossed out by them with their American accent saying UK phrases, which I understand sounds very hypocritical. Yeah. <laughs> because. <laughs> We do the same. <laughs> but, like, we're recapping it and saying what they said. We're not, like, engaging in our dating lives, being like, these boys are so fit. Right. I'm going to pull him for a chat. Yeah. <laughs> it's silly hearing them say the words. I don't know why. I, I get that it's just, like, you're in this bubble and you're, like, naturally attuned to using these terms. But yes. it's very funny hearing them say it. I'm like, no one says this in real life. No. It's in the United States. Very clear that they have all studied the game, and the game is obviously yes. the UK game. Yes. Okay. Bingo. I don't know when this happens, but we have to discuss Marco sharing with the boys that his type is women of color. Oh, boy. Go ahead. Go off. <laughs> well, in the moment that he said this, I was like, oh, well, he's my most toxic islander of the season and it was like episode two maybe i was like that is he is so fucking like fetishizing and i just like i don't even know all the shit that goes into that but it's like so deeply weird for him to say it that way like not like tan features and like but to straight up be like women of color Women of color. Yeah. It feels really icky to me. Yeah. I think it's tough because 
he's white. <laughs> yes. And I just think that there are so many, or I guess, is he Hispanic? No, his dad is Italian, I think, but he's white. Right. He's Italian. He's white. So yeah, I think it's just like, there's so many power dynamics that go into this. And like, if he's not aware of that, it makes me, it makes my heart hurt for the women of color that he's with. Exactly. Because I'm like, is he being conscious of like, these dynamics that exist inherently. Exactly. So because of him saying that so early on, I had a really hard time backing him and Hannah at all because I felt bad for her the entire season. I know. I still feel bad for her. (laughs) I still feel bad for her too. (laughs) Yeah. It feels very like, okay, well, if that's going to be your only dating pool, then like what work are you doing to like bring – Mm-hmm. equality and like give those women that you're engaging with intimately like power and autonomy in those relations like I, it just feels like there needs to be like a lot more conscious effort for him to be not doing more harm to those women yeah than we see i completely agree it's it's rough i don't think he ended up being my most toxic islander of the season because it didn't really I don't know. He didn't do a lot yeah. of other shit, which kind of fucking disappointed me because I really wanted him to be my most toxic. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so last two things for week two, quickly. One, Bergie says he likes Carmen, and this is what he says to her. You want four kids. You're Christian. You're from Wisconsin. We both love all four seasons. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to say it. I had to say it. (laughs) You want four kids. You're Christian. You're from Wisconsin. We both love all four seasons. I literally fucking hate this country. (laughs) I was like, I want to (laughs) die. Thank you for writing that down. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, so the last thing I want (laughs) to, last thing we should discuss is. Another rule thing. How much time has to pass before you can cuddle and kiss the person you've decided to pursue? Because Anna gets upset with Leo and Cassie because they've decided to pursue one another. Mm. And they're, and then she gets upset because they're, like, kissing and cuddling in private. But, like, destiny happens to see it. Right. I mean, really no time at all. Let's think back to Ron and Casey and Lana. Let's think right. back to... I don't know. I'm sure there are so many examples of this. I think that it's interesting that all of your questions about like rules are coming up regarding Anna's reaction to things. I know. Because <laughs> it, is, it is worth having the conversation. And I think that there is a level of respect that is expected that, you know, you're not uh-huh. going to be throwing it in their face right away. Right. But Anna also just be crazy. <laughs> I know. I think the proper rule of thumb should be if you're still if they're still coupled up with the other person, you should probably wait to be doing intimate things. I think that was the expectation Anna had. Mm. But it's also like, come on. <laughs> this is Love Island, baby. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> like they were doing it in front of everyone. In front of her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move into week three. Let's do it. See if we can go through this one a little faster. We get three new bombs. We get Kenzo, Emily, and Jonah. They come in, and one of the first things we see is they all play a game 
where they jump into the pool and pull out these tags that have dares written on them. Yes. None of the girls get in the pool. All the guys have to do the swimming. Yes. (laughs) I didn't like this game at all. No. It was pointless. Agreed. And like nothing came of it. Again, it was just a way to get people to kiss people. It Mm -hmm. was like, do better. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna is still pissed off about the Leo Cassie situation. She feels like they've been disrespectful to her. She's not spending any time getting to know the new bombs, and that is her biggest error here. We also see KK and Keenan fucking the hideaway. We do. First of the season in the hideaway, right? First of the season in the hideaway. Yep. They bone. And almost immediately after that, he decides he'd like to get to know Emily. <sighs> Keenan is not a student of this game. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> no no keenan is a student of the fuckboy handbook yes he and that is, does not work here <laughs> keenan is a student of the game that tyreek missed in the outside world not the game that tyreek was coached on by toby yes yes <laughs> keenan is a star player of that game oh i'm sure yeah he's he's making dunks and baskets all over the place, I'm sure. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we also have we then have a recoupling where the bombshells pick people. Jonah picks Destiny, Kenzo picks Carmen, Emily picks Harrison, uh-huh. which leaves Anna with Bergie, but she decides to leave on her own accord. Which was like, damn, you'd yeah. rather leave than couple up with Bergie. I think that. The environment was just not for her, and she knew that. Yeah, I agree. Plus, she had already lost Jasmine, her bestie. Yeah. So I think that she was just done with it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, We then get a caveman challenge that was entirely too difficult, because none of the islanders could get up that ramp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then two new bombs enter the villa. We get a lot of bombs this week. Imani and Mike come in. They go on dates. Imani goes on a date with Leo. Mike goes with Destiny. These dates were chosen by the U.S. Yeah. Leo starts to consider getting to know Imani, and this is kind of the beginning of his villain edit. Right. And KK gets pissed off at Keenan for talking to Imani in Soul Ties. It's the beginning of Soul Ties is crazy. KK, in this moment, when she sees that he is up there talking to Imani, she, for the first time, says, Soul Ties is crazy. Soul Ties is crazy. KK (laughs) is uh, is a student of this game. She is made for this game, although I'm very sad about how her journey (sighs) goes. Yeah. 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 Her choices are not always great, but she was very fun to watch. And she had some great lines. I think that in general, the caliber of men on this season made it really, really hard for them to make, for the female Islanders to make good choices. That's a good point. They kind of were not good choices. Yes. Across the board. All the guys were trash. I agree. Now They were all bad. As we're going all of this stuff for week three, I'm like, we saw Jonah for so long of the season. We saw Imani for a lot of the season, like weeks of the season. I feel like I don't know these people at all. Imani is I, spectacularly gorgeous. Is what yeah. I know. Yes, exactly. Same. I literally, Ari, when I was writing these notes, I was like, I forgot Jonah existed. Mm-hmm. Like that is like, like we saw him, but we learned nothing about this man. I think it was maybe during 
Casa that I texted you about Jonah. But basically, I was like, I just don't even know anything about him. I, like, can't believe that he's still there. And I, yeah. when I sent you the text, I was like, I wasn't even certain that I was, like, using the right name to describe who I was talking about. <laughs> that sums it up. Yeah. That sums it up, honestly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, anyway, so we see Kia K getting pissed off at Keenan for talking to Imani. But at the same time, she's also getting to know Mike. It's kind of like a, you've had your opportunity to get to know other girls. It's my time to get to know other boys. But he's like, no, no, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. It's a very just Sammy dynamic. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Let's move into week four. Casa Amor. I love that it rhymes. (sighs) So one thing to note, how's that for a bombshell was a line that got used a couple times Mm. at this point, which was like, okay, interesting bombshell protocol. BSP. BSP. Uh, but we start this week off with bringing Mara Higgins in f- to host a challenge, and they have to vote on um, which Islanders fit certain categories that the United States voted on initially. Uh, we get we get this thing where they vote on, like, who is out of whose league mm. and uh, who is taking up space in the villa. Mm-hmm. So Keenan is told that he's out of KK's league, and this is – where he, I saw that he began to unravel. You mean that KK is out of his league? Yes. Yeah. Do we need to talk more about Carmen and Kenzo knowing each other? Because this is where I wrote that note. I mean, do we know anything about it other than just that they live in the same city? And I know that, so what I had seen is that there was a rumor about one of the couples having known each other before. And then apparently Marco and Hannah were on like an Instagram live or something. Yes. And we're asked, like, were you the couple that knew each other before? And Marco said, like, well, we're not the ones that live in the same city and go to the same gym. Yeah. Which is, like, an obvious redirect to Carmen and Kenzo. So that's, I think, where. But I don't mm-hmm. know where the initial rumor of it all came from. I, I think it was on Dumois, actually. Mm. I think. I think it's highly possible because I looked at a map because I didn't know exactly where Scottsdale, Arizona was. Mm-hmm. It's actually like really close to Phoenix. It kind of looks like it's within the Phoenix city lines. It's kind of like a sub city. Like it's in Phoenix Metro. It's like just outside of it. Mm-hmm. Scottsdale's closer to Phoenix than like Baltimore is to DC. Like that's that's the level. Mm-hmm. So I was like kind of surprised. I was like, okay, this is like a pretty small region then. And if they're both from this area, they probably do know each other. Yeah. Like, they probably saw each other on the apps. There's no way they didn't. So we also see that the – we also see a gather around the fire pit situation where the United States has also voted again on couples. And the couples in the bottom are at risk of going home. The Islanders are going to be choosing. I just wanted to note that Keenan – and KK, I think we're in the bottom four for this. Yeah. And like this goes into his, the beginnings of the unraveling. I think this influenced a lot of his decision making in Casa. That's why I bring it up. But uh, basically, Harris, uh, the Islanders decide to send home Harrison and Emily. And the logic they use for this is they say that Harrison and Emily haven't explored enough connections with other people. Right, and it's like, but again, neither has Hannah. Hannah and Marco. Exactly, yeah. or, yeah, or I mean, I guess Carmen kind of did, but yes, no, exactly. 
and it's bad logic. And I think the real reason they went home is they were the least liked. The girls go to Casa more. We see this intro of the Casa boys in suits in the villa. I loved it. I thought it was hot. I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, okay. Uh, so we have our Casa boys, Rob, Zay, Mattia, Eddie, Kyle, and Brandon from South Africa. I thought it was interesting that they were all waiting for the girls in the villa. Yes. I don't know if I liked it. we've seen that. I don't think we have either. I liked it too because I felt like they're like welcoming the girls into yes, Casa. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, I was into it. So we see Cassie getting to know Rob. They have like a really awkward conversation. He says his love language is to be pestered. <laughs> From the first conversation with Rob, I loved him. <laughs> I know. I was like, who is this? I, my first initial thought was, oh, my God, this boy is so fratty and I love him. You were like, when I texted you to tell you that I loved Rob, Uh you were like, thank God. I thought that he was like my Casey of the season where like he's like the frat guy that I'm obsessed with. I was obsessed with him, Mara, to the point that I considered like, should he be my MVP of the season? Oh my God. That's that's actually crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was so fun. So fun. I loved his energy. I thought he was very mm-hmm. funny and respectful. And I am deeply disappointed in the girls for not bringing him back to the villa. He was the Ugh. only good man on the show. Ugh. I, I, I feel like I've learned some more information about Rob since he's left the villa that makes him. Oh, fuck. I know. What did you learn? He's okay. I, he's from Alabama, he's Republican. I don't know, but I'm worried that he might be. I feel like he's I will. Not. I will say this though. Okay, I did stalk his entire family. <laughs> most of his family, he had. This is actually he's probably not Republican because this is why. Most of his family, I think, actually largely resides in L.A. Uh-huh. And I think he's just like from Alabama, but like most of them like still live in L.A. He has a sister, a two sisters, and a brother. One of his sister, one his one brother is gay, and one of his sisters has Downs, and they have all of these adorable family photos together, and it just is the most heartwarming thing I've ever seen. Wait, so then what is it that you found out about him that you're worried about? Literally, just that he's from Alabama. I think I think just because like he's from Alabama, he likes snakes and lizards. The two the combo is a little redneck. The combo is redneck, or is that just like what happens when you live in Alabama? Right, right, right. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. I feel like there was one other. Th- he was wearing camo, mm. but again, I mean, you know, he's a snake guy, so maybe he just likes to fit in. Maybe it is like actually a practicality for his job, right? Let me see who he follows. Let I'm literally follows- doing that. If anyone potentially problematic here. Oh, 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 no. Ari, I know what it was. Shit. I know what it was. I know what it was. What was it? He has this TikTok where he, like, kind of did blackface. No. I was like, oh. Uh, it was complicated because it wasn't. 
What do you mean he kind of did blackface? <laughs> Let me pull it up. Send Let me pull it up me. for you. Okay. I actually like avoided sending it to you because like I couldn't handle it. <laughs> oh, I found it. Fuck. Send it to me. I found it. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're going to hate it. I'm really... <laughs> so sorry to do this to you. No, it's okay. We have to know. And the takeaway might be that there are no good men in this country. I know. Oh my god, first of all, it has a one point what? 1.3 million likes? I know. Huh? Okay, feeling a little pale. Gonna try spray tanning. <gasps> oh. I know. It's border. I don't think it's blackface. Okay. So, okay, here's the TikTok. He goes, I'm feeling a little <laughs> pale. I'm gonna try spray tanning and let you know how it goes. And then it just ends with a like second long shot of him post spray tan and he is like definitely darker but i think like the point is like it didn't go well yeah yeah that's true but it looked i wasn't sure if it was a filter that he used or if it was an actual spray tan to me it looked like a filter can't you tell like doesn't it say if it has if someone has a filter on i wasn't sure just because of the way the video was made this is complicated I don't think it's a filter. Okay. Uh, I'm reading through the comments. Somebody says this feels like a hate crime for some reason. Right. See? Somebody says Ross from Friends, which is exactly what I thought, and Robert responded my thought exactly. Someone said what? Did you watch Friends ever? Yeah. You know the episode where Ross goes to get a spray tan and he's like counting. He's like one Mississippi, two Mississippi before he turns around and then it keeps spraying him on the front and like his front gets really dark. Which like yes, yes, yes. Is also like problematic and then some of the jokes they make about it are problematic. Yeah, yeah. But I also feel like there's a way to be like, oh I got a bad spray tan without it being blackface. I agree. Ah, I know it it made me feel unsure <laughs> so anyway we also see Cassie getting to know Mattia I felt like Eddie was very endearing he seems like a nice guy we see this conversation between Carmen and Rob with this toad he's oh just my God. all about the animals it's like attractive it, it comes out for him Carmen like hates yeah. it and he's like why like look at it. it's like beautiful and it's like chilling just like hanging out with him and she's like ah! I, was I like, know I am in love with you Rob I know I don't mind I don't mind the animal situation oh me no I loved it yeah I had a friend in who dated one of my friends uh for most of high school and college actually and he had a lot of snakes and lizards and things like that it got me very used to being around those kinds of animals Mm. so i'm a lot less fearful of them because of him thank you for that (laughs) that's good Uh, shout out (laughs) sir i know (laughs) so we also see rob getting to know imani and they have this like kiss where imani kind of like gets him to lean in for a kiss and it's like kind of awkward yeah uh, and then we see the Casa girls enter the villa. We have Naja, who is from Maryland. She's from a location called Bladensburg, mm. which I always pass on 95 going to Silver Spring. We also have Taylor C., Johnny, Deja, Ashley, Taylor S., and Allie. 
that evening, we have the challenge of transferring liquid cocktails into one another's mouths, a challenge that I usually enjoy, but this one made me very nauseous. Why was this one different from the previous ones? I think it's because it lasted so long. They all are like this, Mara. I know, but something about this one made me queasy. I feel like they've really been leaning into doing just the cocktail ones recently, like in the past few years. Right. Whereas before it would be like make a hamburger and they would have to like transport like buns and like right. like still gross Ketchup and, and mustard. there would be like some liquid <laughs> component, but it wasn't right. like and usually it would just be like from one person to another and it would be like a competition between all the couples. couples. Not like just a fucking cocktail passed a liquid thing passed from mouth to mouth to mouth to mouth to mouth to mouth. Yeah. Becoming more yeah. and more and more saliva. Yeah. It's the human centipede. I have is what it is. Oh chills. I did appreciate, I feel like we saw a lot of conversation of them being like, that was fucking horrific. Yeah. (laughs) Which I liked. I feel like we don't usually see them be like, that was disgusting as much as we did. Yeah. There was this shot, I actually took a video of it so I could show my friend, of Keenan leaning over Naja and just shooting liquid into her mouth. And I was like, (laughs) I actually averted my eyes for most of this. Like, I couldn't. It makes me, like, it activates my gag reflex. Yeah. I'm surprised that none of them threw up and, like, haven't thrown up. I also just wanted to make a quick note that we start CASA with seven female bombs and six male bombs, and then we get Hannah O. So we end up having two extra female CASA bombs. Yeah. Just something to Yeah. I thought that was interesting, too, actually. Yeah. I wonder why they did that. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that goes well into, so they decide to bring in Marco's ex, Hannah. The way they did it was beautiful, mm-hmm. though. They're like, Marco. You liked that? I thought it was good. It was funny because Marco was so certain he was going on a date with his Hannah. Yeah. Only to realize it was his ex. His face was funny. But I was kind of like, I think I would have liked it better if they had just brought Hannah in and included her in the original lineup of Casa Girls. Yeah, they definitely should have done that. Yeah. Do you think Marco has veneers? Yes. Okay. Okay. It took me until this moment to realize he had them. Oh, yeah. No, definitely he does. Okay. So the Islanders also play raunchy races. We have these descriptions that are, like, so incredibly complicated to process in the moment. Yeah. (laughs) And it felt very rigged. It wasn't about who was the fastest. It was about who was the most passionate. Yeah. So that's incredibly subjective. That's not how that game is played. No. And then, of course, don't they just end up tying and they both get a party? Yes, exactly. That's right. (laughs) But also, it's like never really a party. Like, regardless, they're going to go get dressed up and like have one drink and like dance to fake music. Like, if they have a party or not. That's the plan for the night, Islanders. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, dumb. But after that, yeah, so they have their party, and then they also get to choose some people to go into the hideaway. So Zay and Destiny go in there. Destiny falls asleep. Iconic. Iconic. I loved the callback to this from her dad also when we get the videos from the parents at the end of the season, and he was like, that's any parent's worst nightmare to see their daughter go into the hideaway. You killed it. Amazing. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, a lot of the families brought up the hideaway. They did, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so, so and then Bergy and Taylor S go in the hideaway. I feel like there was some implied boning, but not likely. I don't think there was implied boning. Okay. Well, that evening we also get implied boning with Leo and Johnny, but then we get confirmation of that in the morning. Yeah. When Leo tells Marco and Johnny tells Taylor C. And Marco goes, You fucked her and you don't know if you're gonna bring her back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> incredible 10 out of 10 that was that was fucking tv gold i loved it the whole way that this unfolds is pretty good of like everyone finding out about it you mean yes and then what we see now with the video so then the og villa girls get a video of what's going on with the boys in casa and they know that someone fucked johnny they don't know who yeah we also see kk absolutely losing her shit when she sees this video of keenan like getting really cuddly with nausea and we have cassie putting together the pieces on who fucked Johnny. That was very fun to watch. Yeah. Before they went into Casa, Keenan was saying that he really wanted to, he was like, oh no, I was going to close things off with KK tonight. Yeah. And then the way that he went about Casa, given that that's how he went into Casa, was a huge, huge error. Right. I agree. The next night, Mike and Keenan definitely both get hand jobs, And... I was like, this shit does not happen on UK, but maybe it should. <laughs> I feel like maybe it does. And... Oh, it definitely, yeah, it does, and we don't see it. Uh huh. And I'm kind of like, well, why not? I like seeing it. It's juicy. Uh huh. I haven't really listened to any podcasts or interviews or anything that these islanders have done since coming out of the villa, but I am curious how they feel about it. That's a good point. That is a good point. Then we have our Casa recoupling. I think I texted this to you, but did Sarah Highland get her buccal fat removed? Probably. Because her face looks so gaunt. I thought the order that they had people come out and pick during Casa was very strange. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why not have Bergy pick after Mike? I I was like, they should have done Mike, then Bergy, then Imani, and then couples from there. But it was like all over the place. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Destiny comes in. She forgets that she had ever coupled up with Jonah. Also <laughs> iconic. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. That guy? Yeah. Carmen comes in during the recoupling, mentions the video. Cassie comes in. She calls Leo a cunt. Whoa. Yeah. So basically, Cassie comes in and sees that Johnny is sitting with Leo. And they knew that yeah. Johnny is the one that had had sex with somebody. So when everyone sees in, in that moment, when Cassie comes in and sees that they're sitting together, they all realize, okay, mm-hmm. this is Leo's the guy that had sex with someone in Casa. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I felt like there was a lot of slut shaming. Yeah. Directed at Johnny. I completely agree. A lot of slut shaming. This might be... A controversial take. But I don't think it's that big of a deal that Leo had sex with her. I completely agree. It's not a big deal at all. Him and Cassie weren't... Exclusive. No. Exactly. And Cassie went in (laughs) to Casa. So she fucked herself a little bit and that she did not have a leg to stand on coming back being mad at him having walked in with Mattia and they didn't even see during movie night and Leo's family brought this up when they got the videos from their family later on we don't even see the extent of Cassie questioning her relationship with Leo in Casa 
Mm-hmm. And I think that like maybe had that not happened, had she been sleeping outside with Carmen and Hannah and, you know, just missing Leo the whole time and came back single, yeah, this could have been perceived differently. But like for all intents and purposes, they did similar. Obviously, Leo took it farther than she did, but like they weren't together. Yeah. I guess I think this is where them being on the TV show comes into play because it's like it's disrespectful to see like, oh, the guy I was coupled up with like had sex with this whole other girl and like whatever. But it, I at least he brought her back. Listen, <laughs> we can say a lot of things about this season. <laughs> thank God that know, Leo God. brought Johnny back. Yeah, because what uh, we would have missed out on otherwise. Oh, my God. It would have been a way worse season had he not. I completely agree. So I see nothing wrong with this. I mean, obviously, I, I understand why Cassie was upset, but I, do too. I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't that big of a deal. And they honestly all got over it pretty quickly, which is also just due to how rushed the last few weeks of the season is following Casa. Yeah. I also think it's like, you know, if I were Cassie, I would make it a big deal, too, because it's a great victimization edit. Mm-hmm. There's really no other option there. It's a that. great victimization edit, but she also, like, screwed herself out of the real victimization edit, which would have been what I said before, her going in, missing Leo, sleeping yeah. outside every night, and coming back right. single. That's how you actually get that edit, if that's what you're no, wanting. Yeah. That's a fact. That is a fact, yeah. Or, you know, even if she had just chosen to not bring Mattia back in the end, she could have gotten away with it more so. No, yeah, that's so true because that actually – that goes perfectly into Keenan choosing to not recouple with Naja, saying that Naja wouldn't have changed anything, to which I say, then why do anything at all? KK coming back in and requesting to be single – yeah, why did KK not try harder to find a connection, Casa? I think because she was just, I think she just like loves Keenan at this point. I know. And just like could not let herself do anything other than be loyal to him. As much as she tried. Right. And I think here, Keenan gets fully, fully villainized because neither, like, both of them decided to remain single like with like to stay with each other in that couple Mm -hmm. but he looks so bad because he like did this like he fooled around with this other girl didn't even bother to bring her back like still wants to be with you know it's kind of like i'm gonna fuck around and find out and then like hope that my girl's still gonna be there when i get back like at least with like cassie and leo like they both like picked other people it looks less bad i agree i agree yeah (sighs) i felt Almost similarly when KK came in single as when Katie came in single. Where I was just like, why were you not – why didn't you do Casa differently? Right. You shouldn't have had to walk in here single. I agree. Even like the last day or two of Casa after they got the video of the boys, I remember specifically KK saying something like, I'm taking applications for who wants to go back into the villa. Mm-hmm. She should have. She should have. I mean, she could have brought Brandon. I he is like very like metrosexual in a yeah, really very. interesting way and like so different from Keenan that I actually never felt like KK was interested in him. Totally. I'm like there were other people that you could have tried it with and like brought back just to explore further to even like be like, see Keenan, I can do it too. Right. Exactly. 
That's so true. I don't know. This leaves the week off. Keenan's also an asshole to Sarah Hyland. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into week five. Okay. Now start to the part of the season where we have like 20 million Islanders. Yes. <laughs> and I'll try to get through this somewhat quickly. Okay. So the first thing we see is a really awkward, intense interaction between Keenan, Hannah, and Marco. Because Hannah and Marco are trying to be like overly protective of KK. But it's like it's like watching like an abusive relationship play out. It's very awkward and horrific. Mm-hmm. Keenan says to KK, quote, it shouldn't have taken my figuring it out and hurting you. It's like you you're basically admitting that like you knew what you did was wrong before you did it and mm. you still did it anyway. Mm. But KK, it's like enough for her and she like immediately forgives Keenan, basically. <sighs> the journey of watching KK forgive Keenan is pretty painful, I will say. Very, very painful. Like yeah. ugh, all the girls are like, no yeah uh we see a conversation between kk and keenan where she discusses what she saw in the video and he has the opportunity here to tell her the truth about what really happened and he chooses not to yeah he gives her this shitty little excuse story that you can tell is a lie as the viewer right and i mean we also know more like keenan doesn't fully know what she's actually seen. He's taking a guess at what she saw. Right. And we'll get into movie night in a second because I kind of loved this moment. But he had every opportunity to tell KK the truth and he chose not to. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think he ends up getting sent home. Mm. Because Leo was honest. Leo was open and honest and admitted his fuck up. Keenan tried to play her. Keenan also wasn't liked to begin with, so he really needed True. to, like, graft the audience in a certain way. Like, he had already been in the bottom going into Casa. Right. He had too much to lose to fuck around the way he did. He needed to play it smarter if he wanted yep. to stick around. He didn't, and we see where that gets him. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, we see Leo moping around the villa because Cassie's mad at him. Uh, she ultimately pulls him to talk about it, which results in some excellent face play from Cassie. Mm-hmm. Be, like, listening to him and, like, rolling her eyes and making all these faces. It was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah is livid that KK is going back to Keenan. And they just aren't spending any time on any of the couple's relationships. And I just think this is the downfall of the season. It's all drama and no solid relationships. Yeah. But we do see a date between Carmen and Kenzo where they decide to make it official. Whatever. I know. We move into movie night. I thought poor choices from the Islanders on which videos to watch. Could not agree more. Like, what the fuck? It was bad. Like, they played, um, what was the first one they played? I think it was mean so Girls. insignificant. Right. The Hannah Carmen thing. Right. Which was Hannah and Carmen talking shit basically about Cassie and being like, yeah. Leo's too good for her. And like, I don't like Mattia. Mattia's shallow or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Worthless. Mm hmm. Worthless. Also, a note about Mattia super quickly. He said yeah. something <laughs> on the um, – I think it was in Casa. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm 29. You think I'm here to fuck around? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like – That was very funny. I think I said to you, have you ever heard of a 29-year-old white tattooed from head to toe man who wants to go on reality TV and <laughs> isn't there to fuck around? 
<laughs> Never have I ever. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever, literally. Also, another thing that I thought was funny and my number two moment of the season, I haven't disclosed my number one yet, but my number two moment of the season for Destiny was mm-hmm. they were playing a game at some point and asked, what's the craziest place you've had sex? And she says, Africa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God, how could I have missed that? That was wild. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So Destiny, we see Destiny kind of stirring something up that I felt like didn't really need to be stirred. She's getting upset about Mike doing handsy stuff with that other girl in Casa. It's making Zay really jealous. The girls then put all this pressure on Leo publicly to basically pick between Cassie and Johnny, and Mm -hmm. he won't give them a straight answer. I will say this is the... The downfall of Leo in this whole situation is him trying to kind of bounce back and forth between Johnny and Cassie post Casa, mm-hmm. I think. Agreed. I think that's where he needed to handle it differently. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So then we see Keenan's movie and he goes, oh, this is it? Because he realizes, oh, this is what she saw. She didn't actually see the real hand job that I got. And at this point, this is the moment that I was like, you fucking scum because he has the audacity to smile while watching this and say wow at least i look good on camera ari i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it at this point people have told him and i think that he sees and he eventually bit. sees the, the rest of it but does he eventually see the clip of KK seeing the video? Crying? Yes. Right. Oh, this that's what right. happens right now. Right. The next, like, later on, then we, yeah, we have KK seeing the video and her breaking down and crying. And But we also see what else happened with Keenan, with him actually getting the hand job, And he's fucking silent during that one. Right. I'm just saying, like, his reaction to all of this, knowing how deeply he hurt KK is Mm -hmm. what makes it so fucked up yeah i was pretty mad i was like this is really this is gross this is really grimy 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 behavior Mm -hmm. okay moving on jonah and taylor have apparently made it official i don't even know who they are (laughs) who (laughs) exactly (laughs) leo and johnny have a conversation where he tries to talk himself out of things it's not going well kk and keenan have a conversation after movie night and she basically immediately lets it back in bed and they have sex again love that love that for her this is why men no I don't want to say that I don't want to blame women for men being shitty but (laughs) this is why they can get away with shit I know it's annoying Mm, your self worth baby girl yeah self worth it's a real bummer I know it is the next day Imani and Kyle end things and things from a relationship that we simply haven't seen. Mm-mm. And Imani tries to go for Bergie, who pretty much shoots her down immediately. This is so fucking backwards. Yeah. That we have concocted a scenario in which Bergie is rejecting Imani. Yeah. Like, huh? Yeah. She is, like, maybe one of the most beautiful people I have ever seen on this show. I know. They didn't do her any favors. But it's just, like, oh, 
it's very upsetting to see Bergie with this power. Again, I just, (laughs) as the season progressed, I continued to think, like, the female version of Bergie would never be on the show or in this position. It's so true. I feel like the female version of Bergie would be, like, me. (laughs) I probably don't give myself enough credit with that one. Okay, you also... (laughs) I think I saw you tweeted this. You're like, Bergie is me oh, yeah. if I were on the show. And I was like, it's, I don't know, Mara. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this. I think I think the female version of Bergie would have to be someone who is probably not as conventionally attractive. And I might also add probably plus size, a little bit bigger, because the men on the show just don't like that. And they would have a much harder – that kind of girl would have a much harder time coupling up with somebody. Mm. What do you think? Do you think size matters in this one? I mean, I think size matters, like, in the show and societally and culturally and all that shit. But I I think that if you just even had the exact reflection of Bergie as uh-huh. a woman in the villa, like, who was straight-sized from wherever the fuck Wisconsin and managed a yep. Dairy Queen, had mm-hmm. very inexperienced, very awkward, less conventionally attractive... Right. I think that alone would be enough for her to not be – and had a name like Bergie. Right. Like that like alone Mary, would be enough. Mary Sue. <laughs> yeah. Something. For her to be not given the same treatment that Bergie is getting in this scenario. <sighs> yeah. No, that's a great point, actually. Yeah. This Bergie thing kills me. Yeah. I can't believe he was a fucking finalist. I know. He has this whole narrative about, like, this season being, like, he grew so much into himself and, like, made out with all these women and, like, got all this experience and all the dudes right. are like, yeah, Bergie and your declaration of love. Are you going to talk about the 16 girls you made out? Like, yeah, it's like this really weird hazing initiation into, like, the patriarchy. Yeah. It's the story of a boy becoming a man, but it's gross to watch. Yeah exactly yeah it's the story of a boy becoming a man and therein depicts what is wrong with masculinity yes <laughs> it's it's about how women serve this person to become more mature yeah literally literally, literally. exactly <laughs> i hate it <laughs> can we also talk about like taylor having to like teach him how to kiss and stuff exactly exactly like teaching him how to be in a relationship you don't want to have sex with that guy Mm -mm. Mm -mm. can you imagine if he doesn't know how to kiss Uh, you want to teach him how to do that you want to be his mummy right not that mom's I mean, that's what he... sons how to have sex, I guess. That's maybe a weird <laughs> thing to say, but like. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> again, the woman equivalent just would not I be know. seen that way. It would be like, ew, gross. Ugh. Uh, the issue is, though, the women, the woman equivalent is seen as innocent and virginal and therefore desirable because of her innocence. It's the never-ending conflict or tension between the madonna and the whore right like madonna yeah. complex of yeah. you have to be experienced and sexy and whatever but also yeah. innocent and coy and yeah. virginal yeah 
I think it's hard, like, to be honest, to think of a, a female equivalent of this because it's so steeped in patriarchy. Right. And, like, I think all women are, like, so beautiful that it's hard to fathom this exact kind of scenario. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we're talking about gender dynamics and patriarchy, I think this happened earlier in the season, but we didn't discuss it. The boys have a conversation about how being called a macho man is derogatory. Derogatory! (laughs) Thoughts? Hilarious. (laughs) My first thought was, I think the village people would take issue with this. (laughs) In what world is Macho Man derogatory? I, it's not. But it's it not. is a representation of toxic masculinity and patriarchy that they even would have the fucking gall to say that. Exactly. I, I agree. Obviously, that is the insinuation of being like, it's Macho Man is equivalent to being like a, machi- like a machismo mm-hmm. kind of vibes. All of them feed into that. To act like they don't is crazy. No, but 100% they do. <laughs> right. Ugh. Okay. So then we have our red wedding recoupling. They all have to wear black and red. I liked a theme. I love a theme. They leave this recoupling on a cliffhanger. Uh, we will not. They've done this a lot during the season. Yeah. They keep leaving these recouplings on cliffhangers, and I hate it. Yeah. I would have hated it if I was watching live, but I always have the next episode to watch. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Keenan is end, ends up getting sent home. KK decides to leave with him. It's very for the right reasons, but also I hated it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. She ugh. she didn't have any other options in the villa is what no. sucks. Like she – it right. was probably the right call for her to leave. It was. It definitely was. But I she had no other hated yeah. seeing her journey come to an end like this. Me too. Me too. But I was glad that, like, we got to see Keenan realize that everybody hated him. <laughs> Do you think it really sunk in? Probably not. Yeah. I think that he he sees himself as a victim. 100%. Mike comes at Sarah Highland saying that she was disrespectful toward KK and Keenan. Crazy. So you don't awkward. go at the fucking host. Ever. What is Never. wrong with you? Didn't Keenan do this too? Keenan did it, like, the week prior. Yeah. Yeah, and the costume recoupling, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what? right. During Costa the recoupling. fuck is mm-hmm. wrong with these men? Mm-hmm. The disrespect. They don't like women. <laughs> right. <sighs> um, right. I did love I did love Leo like whispering into Sarah, being like, I'm really sorry for his outburst. <laughs> Leo's like, I'm really sorry he said that. I think he's just upset right now. <laughs> Sarah like, goes, I love Thank that. you, Leo. <laughs> I know. Oh, what it what she had that really iconic uh, boys will be boys, right? Oh, something like something that. like that. It's like I know. Also very concerning that that's yeah. such a normalized saying. Ugh, yes. <laughs> so Leo ends up getting saved. He was honest with his fuck ups, and I think that's why mm-hmm. Keenan was not honest. Taylor C goes home. The blonde Taylor and Jonah decides to leave with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike is also sent home along with Hannah O. Bye. Bye. And then after the recoupling, Zay and Destiny have a conversation, and Zay says he realizes that he needs to explore more connections. Destiny gets really mad at him. That <laughs> uh, was very funny <laughs> to watch. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing Zay goes on to say, like, I deserve the same experience that everyone gets of like 
seeing where my strongest connection is in the villa. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. When you come in as a Casa bomb, you don't necessarily get to have that same journey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But to give him credit, Destiny has been doing this all season. Where, like, the next shiny thing that comes in, she runs for it. But then gets mad at people saying that they're interested in more than just her. Right. Yeah. Right. It's extremely hypocritical, but it is very funny to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We then have our football challenge. Um, The boys are, like, really aggro. This was essentially just an advertisement for Big Ten football on NBC. Oh. I know. She's got the does not support football or CTE or patriarchy. Yeah, I do go to Ravens games. <laughs> I like football, but I have a lot of inner conflict about it. I'm complicit with it. To me, it just feels like such representation of like American macho, macho man, man. culture. <laughs> and so I reject it in all ways. Ari, that's derogatory. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel me. Cancel me. <laughs> Uh, everyone's really annoyed at Mattia now for talking to Leo about backing off on Cassie instead of talking to Cassie, which I thought was really fair because mm-hmm. so, it, it came across as extremely transactional. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't want her anymore. You can have her. Very much. Not only just transactional, but like women are objects. Yeah. I therefore bestow her onto the like, yep, like marriage. Like my daddy is giving me away to my husband. Yes. Very Kenzo vibes, if you will. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, So then Leo tries to set up this date to win back Cassie, (laughs) but Cassie ends up sneaking out of the villa to go on a date with None other than Scott. Scott. (laughs) Ari. Why? Mara, why don't we just assume that maybe this is the first time that somebody is listening to our podcast because they watch UK or they watch US and not UK. Why don't you give them just like a a brief overview of our general feelings about Scott, who, of course, as we know, was on season 10 of Love Island UK. Scott is just, I think, more than anything, boring to us. But I did not deserve the adoration that he got right because he happened to kind of like Catherine. that is why that is so fucking annoying i'm sorry it's just like <sighs> yeah. and then everyone turned on Catherine. it, it oh, mm. right like Catherine was beloved and then scott became beloved because he is connected to Catherine. and then everyone turned on Catherine, but still loved scott even though he was giving nothing and was like in this very bizarre will they won't they Back and forth, like, really desperate, upsetting relationship with Abby towards the end of the season. Yes, exactly. Can we also discuss the recording? I think it was a TikTok of a part of a live that Scott did talking about going on at Love Island, Jamaica. Yes, please. Okay, first of all, he's, like, sucking on a lollipop for this entire thing. It's so yeah. gross. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you heard that, but he says, Love Island, Jamaica. I'd be in my element, element, wouldn't I? Also seeing Scott being interested in... People of color? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Catherine, but then on U.S., it was... Imani. Imani. Was there a potential with Destiny as well? 
I don't think so. I think it was mostly just Imani. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's giving Marco. It is. It's just like uh, should you be doing that? Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> I did love the way that the producer set this up where like Leo was putting together a whole thing for Cassie and then she just like dipped to go on a date and he couldn't find yes. her. I loved that part of it all. I loved it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we're going to move into week six. We see Imani and Scott go on a date. We see Carmen and Cassie discussing who Scott is, which was great. Mm-hmm. And we have this great play by Leo. I thought him making this drink called the Tres Pesos was awesome it was on brand it was memorable <laughs> it's something he can make a tiktok out of now that he's out <sighs> do you want to talk about the sandwich <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually shocked we haven't discussed this yet i struggle to speak about it because what i want to say and make really really clear is that i respect leo's culture uh-huh and i am not latinx however (laughs) there is a very like particular type of machismo culture yeah especially when it comes to courting and i have lived in peru and spain and traveled and i have experienced it and the way that fucking leo chooses to sprinkle spanish into his entire like constantly yeah i under like i feel bad talking shit about it because it's like probably is his first language right and i do love like that him and victor were able to speak in spanish or that him and kenzo end up being able to speak in spanish i really hate kenzo and i think that we're gonna get into this last week more why (laughs) but i will say kenzo is a very good example of a different way of handling this where like Mm -hmm. him and leo do go back and forth in spanish sometimes but also like sometimes leo will talk to him in spanish and then he'll respond in english kenzo will yeah which I feel like is just nice for the people around them who aren't right. watching it on TV with subtitles. Right. But it's just like this speaking Spanish like makes me so sexy thing uh-huh. that Leo has that yes. is like so fucking cringe to me. <laughs> like I throughout yeah. this entire no, season was sending Mara voice memos just like dragging because <laughs> even like the way that oh, you gotta he... do your impersonation of him it was so good even the way that like he would say casi castillo casi castillo like, okay <laughs> i get it i get it but cassie ate it fucking up she loved it she <sighs> what were the other things it. she has to practice her spanish too you know I mean, that was something that they said, like, episode one, and then it didn't actually seem like Leah was really interested in, like, helping her improve mm. her language skills. He just wanted her to think that he was sexy as fuck by, like, That's being like, true. oh, Cassie, I want to give you all of the besitos. I'm trying to think of exactly, like, oh, I don't even have them in our text because they were just voice memos that I sent you that disappeared. Oh, I saved one of them. Okay. Let's hear it. This is my Leo impression. The truth of the truth, like I always say, la verdad de la verdad, is that at the end of the day, you're always going to end up with the right person. 
that's such a good example because that's how he would do it. Where like yeah. it doesn't add anything. Like everyone knows that you speak Spanish, Leo. Yeah. You don't need to flex about this. He's also like not even the only person in that villa who speaks Spanish. It's like By a long this isn't shot. like a unique skill. But he like you can tell that he thinks and feels that it makes him so deeply sexy. Yes. 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 Yeah, that, that was so a good example. Funny. The truth of the truth. Like I always say, la verdad de la verdad. It's like you just <laughs> translated. That added nothing. Listen, Cassie has already lost her Duolingo streak. Ari, this is the only way she's going to keep <laughs> You don't think that she has someone back at home who's in charge of keeping her Duolingo streak alive and her Snapchat streaks? Oh, shit. She probably does. Actually. <laughs> I Ugh. just... Listen, I actually ended up not hating Leo as much as I did at some points in the season. Yeah. I voted for Cassie and Leo to win. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I could not <laughs> fucking handle this part of it. Like, it actually <laughs> drove me fucking crazy <laughs> as somebody who speaks Spanish and has spent a lot of time in Spanish-speaking countries and interacting with Spanish-speaking humans. Right. Not everyone is fucking like this about it. <laughs> yeah. You do you do that on a daily basis. I do that on a daily basis. No, that's a great point. All right. Like, my sister was married to – she was married for a couple years. She was with dating for, like, 10. But anyway, uh, this guy, Diego, who is from – him and his family are from Ecuador. I, don't, I very rarely heard them speak Spanish in front of us. Yeah. It was usually, like, if he was on the phone talking to a family member, then he would. But, like, right. otherwise it was, like, I'm not going to use this as, like, a flex. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, like, to be clear, like, it would be different if Leo, like, couldn't speak English or, yeah. like, yes. right. explain himself if, in English. Right, and he had to use the other yeah, language. Yeah, that's not yeah. what's happening. <laughs> not at all. Anyway. No, no, no. I just, anyway. For a while, I was like, what is happening here? Because, like, I kept noticing him speaking to Kenzo in Spanish and then Kenzo just responding in English. In English. And I was like, I feel like Kenzo maybe feels like they're being, like, exclusive by, like, <laughs> it is kind of shitty to, like, speak a language in front of people that they can't understand just for the sake of, like, doing it yeah. when you don't have to be. Yeah, when you don't have to. It was like, a, it was like I'm going to speak in Spanish so that nobody else knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. As a way to, like, it's like code. I mean – it's kind of cool. It's an advantage for sure. Okay, so Cassie doesn't co- totally close the door on him, but kind of does. She like pretends like she's going to close the door on him. Right, but she, we all know she won't. Yeah. Scott comes into the villa. It's really bizarre to see him in this setting and like amongst these men. I will say, Ari, this was a moment where I was like, oh, Scott is actually really attractive. <laughs> like in comparison to all these other guys, like I do see it. It took him being in this environment to realize that he's very attractive. Did that change how I felt about him? Absolutely not. I need to make that clear. Yeah. I think that also in comparison to the rest of the dudes, I walked away from U.S. with a better taste in my mouth regarding Scott than I did U.K. Definitely. I agree. <laughs> he he was more, much more palatable. In because of the we barely saw him. <laughs> array of men that we're comparing right. him against in both scenarios. It really put things in perspective. Like, I think that – like, having him in this – I was like, oh, my God. It says much These more are about awful. American men than it does about Scott. It really – it really, 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 really does. Yes. Yes. So then we get this amazing scene with Johnny and Cassie in Soul Ties. 
they talk about how they're actually kind of flirting with each other and they're actually into each other and then they share this kiss. Wait, so before this, it all kind of comes up in the first place because they're having like a combo, not insult ties, pre-salt ties. And then yeah. <laughs> Cassie's like, I'm wet and like Yes. And then they're like being giggly like, and everyone's on. like, What's going on? And she's like, Johnny's just like turning me on. I know. Oh my god. I was like, holy shit, this is happening. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna actually be explored. I was like, they're just gonna like fuck around with this. And yeah. I was so glad that it was to some extent. I wish it had been like endgame for them. I mean, we'll Me get too. into all my feelings about it because I have a lot. But I think that just the fucking premise of Cassie making out with the girl that yep. Leo fucked in Casa yep. is mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful, savage, iconic, representative things I have ever seen on the show. And it was my favorite part of the entire season. I completely agree. It was a beacon of light. Yeah. And I actually think, though, that had Johnny and Cassie decided in this moment, they knew that the show was about to end. They knew there would probably only be one more recoupling. If they had opted to recouple with one another, they could have won the show. I completely agree. Because the dynamics also of the math of it all, the heterosexual math that exists in the show, would not have disadvantaged them at this point. So, wait. Let's go back to – because the one time that I actually do remember women coupling coupling up was uh, Sophie Rip, and I don't remember – I don't remember her name. In season two. Yeah. Yeah. What – how did that impact – the heterosexual math of it all, as you were saying. I – God, it's been so long since I've seen that I season. know. But if I remember correctly, it – they I remember they coupled up and then there was like another recoupling where it got a little complicated. But I think Sophie ended up self-eliminating and that was why they both went home. Yeah. I would – I know they weren't coupled up for very long. Right. But, so, like, in the recoupling where Cassie ends up recoupling with Leo and not Johnny, the men that were not chosen to be in a couple were going to be sent home. So, theoretically, right. if she had chosen to couple up with Johnny, would yeah, three, three men. men have gone home instead of – Three men would have gone home. Mara. It's so iconic. Like, how incredible that would have that been. Why didn't she – don't know it's because cat because cassie's discovering her bisexuality on this tv show like i get i understand why that probably absolutely terrified her to actually commit to but like it's a game bitch yeah go for it i will say like (laughs) it is always a good and positive thing to see a journey like that it felt like johnny was much more maybe not much more but like definitely more established and comfortable and even would you know, ITM about, I felt like I had to, like, have Cassie make the first move because I didn't know if it was just, like, flirty or not. Like, I knew I was taking it seriously, but I didn't want to make her uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was, like, a beautiful thing, and I would have loved to see it explored more. They were also the hottest fucking couple ever. So uh, the fact, the Leo of it all is just absolutely too much for me. I keep hitting my mic because I'm, like, (laughs) gesticulating wildly. Like, the beautiful poetry mm-hmm. of these two women who have been fucked over by the same man. 
Yeah. Being like, but what if we just need each other? Right. Okay. All of that being said, I think an alternate path. <laughs> uh-huh. Given that when we eventually see Johnny leaving, her and Leo are like hugging. They're like, love you. Like, they're good. Yeah. And this, you know, could still happen on the outside world. They should just be a fucking thruple. Yes. They all are into each other and love each other. It would be amazing. So I was watching this recently. Like, I binged the last few weeks in the past few days. And Mara woke up yesterday (laughs) morning (laughs) to me having copied from Google and sent her definitions of compulsory monogamy, which I will now read to the audience. Compulsory monogamy culture assumes that everyone strives to be married or partnered to slash with one person and finds complete fulfillment in that romantic endeavor. It's the idea that this one romantic partner not only completes us, but also fulfills every need and desire we have. And I said, this is why Leo, Cassie, and Johnny are not a thruple. Yep. <laughs> it's it's so true. Though That's exactly it. It's also the context of the show forces that compulsory monogamy on them as well. But why? Because you can't uh, – because the ma- maths aren't mathing. Right? I know, but like <laughs> – I know. What if Cassie stood up to recouple out that ceremony and she said, I want to repartner with – I mean, because I guess couple like implies two. She right. already had to change the way that she gave her recoupling speech and very clearly say this person and use gender neutral pronouns for her whole speech. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. Not I want to recouple with this or I want to couple up with this boy because he, he, he owes. I want to couple up with this, this person, person because they, they, they. Yep. Yep. Why couldn't she have done that? Well, obviously, they would have all had to discuss it prior. They would have all had to have agreed. Sure. Obviously. But I think that Leo and Johnny would have been down. I I don't know if Johnny would have been down for that. Leo absolutely would have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think Johnny wanted to be in a poly relationship. I think she's a monogamy girly. Mm. Maybe not. I don't want to make that assumption. Maybe. But I I wasn't getting the sense that she wanted to be with Leo, maybe. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she definitely, like was grossed out by the way he handled things and then he didn't choose her so I get it but I think at the end of the day like the they came back together like I said at the end we're saying love you seems totally fine with each other and obviously the attraction is there right I'm not trying to like push polyamory on anyone (laughs) but I'm just saying like (laughs) we've never seen anything like that and it would have been such a fun play even if Johnny could have seen it for that yeah, and they, they could have been like, we have like whatever a week left of this season. Let's like Ugh. just do this for go hard the fucking representation and the fun of it. And because we do all love each other and we're all attracted to each other. And why the fuck not? Yeah. Would they have made them all imagine they made them all sleep in that tiny bed? They would have. Or maybe they just would have <laughs> been like, oh, well, I guess we'll just have to give you the hideaway every night. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> wow. What could have been? I know. <laughs> I do have to say of all of the ideal scenarios, my number one would have just been Cassie and Johnny being together and Leo having to fucking see that. I totally agree. I think I really believe that they would have won. I do I really believe that. Yeah. I guess actually it depends on, and we don't know this either because we don't get the streaming data, but it really depends on where the main audience of the show is. And I don't know that. And given how far Bergie made it in the show and given how much people love like 
I don't know, the fact that fucking Marco and Kenzo were both in the, and Bergie were all in the finale. Makes me think it could be more of a traditional audience. No, that's true. I, I, I did see a lot of support for that when that clip came out of them kissing. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, absolutely cannot be denied that much of this country hates gay people. So anyway, let's move into the heart rate. Uh, all right so we have the heart, let's heart get rate back challenge to the good hetero content we're all here for yeah although there were some there were some moments in this like cassie being like i wish i could have been down there with the guys oh, and johnny could have danced on me i was like me too same <laughs> same i wanted to see that too <laughs> oh. so in the heart rate challenge hannah co- hannah comes out first she does pretty well carmen didn't really like do that much to, in my personal opinion, she just kind of like gyrated slightly on people. And okay. Was like, Wee. And can you tell me from your memory, Hannah did more than that, right? Definitely. I thought so. Because Kenzo, flashing yeah. forward to their fight, is like, I wish you had been out there to see Hannah and how respectful she was. Uh huh. And I was I like, know. did you just say that? Because it was the only one that Carmen didn't see and the only one that you could like hold over her head and she wouldn't have any like hard proof to refute you with right because that's not what happened the main thing that kenzo got upset with is that carmen like leaned into scott's neck and he thought that she kissed his neck to which who fucking cares okay anyway so hannah goes carmen goes (laughs) (laughs) then cassie comes in she fucking brought it she really fucking did she really brought it she She was was great great yeah yeah i was like this is very hot yeah (laughs) and again wanted to see johnny down there i know it was also really funny because after cassie goes oh no i think it was this someone goes after cassie and someone says they did better and leah goes you think they did better than cassie I was like, I'm with you, Leo. I'm supporting you here. (laughs) Um, But Destiny is next. She does a decent job. I wasn't expecting her to give as much as she gave. I this was my number one Destiny moment of the whole season. I uh, totally agree. I thought it it. was amazing. She was dominatrix Destiny. Destiny. She starts by like forcing Zay to stand up and like spanks him with the fucking whip. Yep, I loved this for her. It was very good. It was very good. Yeah. Imani goes next. She was okay. She is. Um, I mean, they were like, is she a professional dancer? Is she a professional dancer? She might be. Okay. Also, I didn't write Johnny down, but Johnny goes at some point. She does okay. Mm-hmm. She's in a little fireman costume. Leo is the first of the boys to go. He went for it. Mm-hmm. He easily did the best job. And it shows he gets all the heart rates up. Literally. But I loved that you didn't get Cassie's up. Oh, yes. That was so good. He literally, like, raised everyone's heart rate the most except Except for for (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, girl. (laughs) I know. I noticed when all the boys were coming out, there was a lot of close-up shots of their package, their dick. Not only when they were coming out, but I feel like there was a lot of, uh, like – it was Leo specifically who, after Cassie danced on him, he, like, turns over onto the ground because he's, like, in the front with her. Yeah. And I feel like you see him, like, adjust and tuck. 
uh-huh. which also, by the way, we didn't talk about that with Keenan, the boner in Casa. Yes, yeah, lots of boners. A lot of boners this season. Lots of boners. Yeah. So we, yeah. So then we see this fight between Kenzo and Carmen. He's just jealous. I felt like. Carmen barely did anything at all. And also during Kenzo's dance, he goes, yeah, literally, there's only, what does he say? He's like, there's only one girl here for me. And like, he's only one girl whose heart rate I want to get up or something. And then only dances on Carmen. I was like, boo. Same. And all the other girls were also like, boo. And Carmen was like, boo. The other girls were like, nothing for me. Are you fucking kidding me? We all danced on you. (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly like i had to subject myself i had to put my body onto you for the sake of the game and you're just gonna act like the better you're gonna act like you're better than all of us for not engaging in that literally and then like, carmen the is fuck? like he just fucking did that so that he could throw in my face throw it in my face yep. yes that he handled it that way and i should have handled it that way and she's like but he should have just i wouldn't have cared not if he danced on other people it's a fucking game it's a game i know it was icky. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the challenge. I made a note that Ian Sterling keeps making fun of Kenzo's croaky voice. Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> then we have a recoupling. And uh, I really would have obviously loved to see Cassie and Johnny couple up and send home three men in the process. <sighs> but she ends up picking Leo and Johnny ends up picking Scott. Yeah. We do see a little like hug between them after the recoupling and Cassie's like, I'm still going to be checking you out though. Like, right. You still can get together, ladies. <laughs> right. Exactly. Islanders have this final feast and then they have to pick a couple that they feel is least compatible. They are asked to not share their choices with anybody else, but then immediately gather around the fire pit and reveal their choices. Like, when would they have had time to talk to anybody else about their choice? This is another moment that made me think, is this something that always happens that we don't see? Yeah. Oh, Ari, bring up – tell me about the fire pit gather around the the Pagatvis. They were like – so fucked. All of the Pagatfis or Kaigatfis <laughs> were not Pagatfis or Kaigatfis. They were like, will all Islanders come to the fire pit now? Right. It was a lot of like, will all Islanders meet around? Like, just all the words were fucked up. Yeah. I, yeah. There was no ceremony. There, there was, was no, no attention. There was no respect paid. No. To the fire pit. <laughs> um okay so the islanders reveal their choices and they decide to send home zay and amani and zay gets in an argument with everybody else on the way out about it it's very awkward yeah and then the next day we have this like cute moment between destiny and kyle and i'm like this is we needed so much more of this when they end up going home everyone is like kyle like the longest staying casa boy and i was like who? What's his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is Kyle? I know nothing about this man. Nothing. I still know. I still know nothing about this nope. man. We see Scott talk to Bergie and Taylor about why they voted for him and Johnny as least compatible. The logic that Bergie and Taylor use is that Johnny should have. They say that she was too open and not trying to close things off with anybody. 
To which I say she was simply exploring all of her options in order to pick one. Whereas in the past, they keep using this logic of like they didn't explore their options enough. Right. It's madness. And it's usually just kind of directed towards the women as well, which I do think kind of goes back to the like Madonna whore complex thing. It's very Barbie movie. I still haven't seen it, but yes. (gasps) really good i know know. i've heard i've heard i I, I plan to watch it i just haven't had a chance to (laughs) i just feel like every choice so many of these choices made by the islanders this year were built and based off of friendships Mm -hmm. and not game playing strategy 100 percent. and it's just like i think this is part of the issue i i really actually think this is the crux of why uk is better than usa Hmm. uk is savage they don't fucking care if they're friends with people. They will send other people home. Right. Despite those friendships. The USA is too loyal to their friends. And <laughs> I think it devalues the show. That's my spicy hot take. I'm trying to think of why that is. <laughs> I just think of Whitney and Locke and saving Mitch and uh, Ella over Katie and Uzi. Yeah. That's a perfect example of friendships. Well, I don't know. Maybe Whitney and Mitchell were really good friends. I don't think so, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, like, why that is. If it's the structure, if it's, like, a cultural thing. I think it's a mix of both. Mm -hmm. I feel often, like, UK Islanders are more aware of the game itself. And the USA, like, is but isn't. And I, I, it's like a learning curve that they need to pick up on more. Mm-hmm. Like some, some of them are playing a game and some of them are not. And that's true for UK too. But I think more people in UK are playing the game than not. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's complicated because obviously like Cassie recognized Scott the second that she saw him on that date. Right. She's right? a student of the game. Other people recognized him. That means that they were watching the yeah. UK season literally – as they were going into their season. Yeah. The day. And Carmen also watches the game. Right. So like they know the game. Right. Is it producing practices? What is it? Right. It's something. There's something there. Yeah. So then we also see this Flores Lava game. It was simply filler. Yeah. Uh, We did not need this. No. And then we get family videos. Scott's brother is silver fox what's so funny though is everyone was like oh my god you look just like your dad dad (laughs) i thought it was his dad too (laughs) i mean yeah i assumed as well but johnny's family was like so alt so alternative well but i loved them she talked about one of her parents is a tattoo artist and the other is a graffiti artist yeah Uh uh-huh love it i know they were like this little punk rock dream Mm -hmm. face tats loved it yeah i know and it's funny like seeing johnny like she fits in with that family but she looks so different right than them yeah, yeah. <laughs> i loved them i thought her dog was really cute yes yeah. bergie's grandfather basically saying that taylor doesn't like bergie was wild he said i don't see the spontaneous chemistry between you it feels yeah. forced yeah i don't know that that was necessarily like directed at taylor and saying taylor is not interested in him oh maybe insinuating bergie's not interested in taylor yeah or like that they just don't have a good connection or something i could see that being the case with his his interpretation of it yeah i also just wonder like 
what the instructions are from production with these videos and Mm -hmm. with the videos like we get much less of an insight into like who's a fan of the show I would definitely say that Taylor's mom is she was the one that was like I want to hang out with all the girls I live in wine country come visit me yeah that was really cute but like we don't get a ton of insight and so I wonder like maybe Bergie maybe Grandpa Bergie's a fan of the show and was trying to make a moment for himself on TV love like it's a little bit less clear what the plays are that are they're attempting to make yeah I was here for it honestly same I was like go off Grandpa yeah we got some other familial criticisms in this segment yes we had Kyle's sister coming in hot calling Destiny dramatic yeah, like I liked her in the beginning of the season and I don't now. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. That was pretty crazy. We also saw Cassie's mom being really accepting of Cassie's bisexuality, which was amazing to see. Yeah, because Cassie had talked about how she wasn't really open with her family about this because she hadn't explored it very much. And she was like, I don't know what my mom is going to think, but I know that she just wants me to be happy. And then it was really, really sweet to see that. And then after the family movies, we have a hideaway where you said, this is where you pointed out that Kenzo and Carmen turn it down. Yeah. So and give it to Leo and Cassie instead. Originally, everyone's like Kenzo and Carmen and Carmen like kind of looks uncomfortable and goes, no, Cassie and Leo. And then Kenzo is like, Carmen's dad likes me and I don't want to fuck it up and I'm not that kind of man. It's very, like, patriarchal. It's this, like, values thing. It's a little bit, I mean, it's totally, this was not to the level of Kenzo, but this was what gave us the ick about Zach being like, I like Molly because of her values and she's, like, a good girl. Yeah. 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 Good point. There's some implied boning for Cassie and Leo in the hideaway. There was also some implied boning with Scott, Scott and, Johnny. and Johnny. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was brief, but it was IB. Yeah, it was definitely IB. And I think that he later on TikTok said that he they weren't having sex. But well, they were doing something. They were doing something. <laughs> also, sure. Scott is just like doing a fucking marathon of Love Island shows because he's apparently now filming Love Island games. <sighs> Uh, he's pulling I said this to one of our listeners in our DMs uh, he's pulling a Jennifer Lawrence circa 2010 <laughs> <laughs> he's like my career will take off <laughs> yeah and his career is just a Love Island Islander <laughs> yeah he's oversaturating the market of Scott and nobody wants to see that so. I mean maybe he like legit does want to go on Love Island Jamaica that was like a plug <sighs> That doesn't even exist, does it? I don't know. Speaking of, did you see that Harris? Sin? No. Harris from UK9. Uh-huh. I don't, I'm like questioning myself as I say this. I think he's going on Love Island Albania. What? There's an Albania? Hold on. Ah! Former season nine, Love Islander Harris, now set to go on Love Island, Albania. I see it. I see this. Very bizarre. Oh, he's Albanian. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I just didn't even know that existed. I There's know. so many versions of I this show. I had no idea either. That's so funny. <laughs> There's also a guy on Love Island, Albania, who was on Love Island, Greece last year. How many are there? There's a Greece one too. 
Albania, Australia, Canada, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Israel, Italy, Malta, Netherlands, New Zealand, Nigeria, Norway, Poland, Romania, Spain, South Africa, Sweden, United Kingdom, United States. Wow. Holy shit. I did know there was a Love Island Denmark. That I did know. That's really wild. But there was only one season of it, I think. And then to give everyone, just since we're on the conversation, to give everyone a little bit of background, the original iteration of Love Island was actually Celebrity Love Island, and it was on ITV in 05 and 06, and it was the same premise, but with celebrities. Wow. And then they went off the air for however long and then came back, I think, in 2015. What the format is now. Anyway, okay. Let's talk about the rest of this fucking season. Okay, okay, okay. So we see the fast food challenge where the arms and the legs are strapped in. (laughs) That one was funny. That was very funny. And then we hear Marco's tragedy of losing his mother. Yeah. And why why haven't we heard this before? Why haven't we heard a single thing about it? Why did we get the fucking challenge in between the family videos and Marco's reaction to the family videos? Like, I want to know so much more about that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's something that he's talked to Hannah about. Right. It's just such a good example and- of how not deep it is. I don't know how it's mm-hmm. possible with a show that is so frequently aired i know like why are you giving us the floor is lava when you could have been giving us that put the floor is lava in unseen bits right there are some things like i said in the past that i like about unseen bits and i think they should incorporate into the show but not at the like expense of things that are actually meaningful and interesting about the people exactly yeah the character development yeah yeah. Uh, we get another vote after that, and Johnny and Scott and Destiny and Kyle are sent home, leaving us with our four finalists. Mm-hmm. So let's do the finale. So this will be a quick one. So first of all, people on this show saying I love you is so casual. Yeah. It's not made into a big thing. Like Marco and Hannah said it like so casually and quickly in the bedroom. So did. Oh, yeah. that I actually thought and it was cute. I did too. But Cassie and Leo, it was very casual. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting because it was a big deal with Carmen and Kenzo. Right. That's right. Because they did it on their final date. Right. And that was a storyline. And I don't know if it will happen. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. So we see their final dates. Leo and Cassie go on a final date. They get helicoptered to a private island and then have a picnic. It was so cool. It was bougie as fuck. And this reminded me of your theory about the yacht final dates. Because <gasps> uh, we don't get is a this yacht. The yacht. This is the no, yacht. No, no, I know. This is the yeah, version of no the yacht. yacht. A early strong couple front yeah. runner uh-huh. who makes it to the finale gets this bougie date and never wins yep yeah beware the yacht date for sure bummer because it's sick so sick (laughs) 
Oh, it's almost worth not winning to get this date. I mean, you can definitely like buy your own yacht date with the $100,000 prize. So true. (laughs) Such a good point. Yeah. I'm reminded that Leo is 21 years old and still seeking a degree. Uh Uh-huh during this date and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> we also saw a conversation between carmen and kenzo some point in these episodes where they were talking about what they were going to do outside and they're gonna go to la and rent a car and she was like mm-hmm. well by we i mean you because i'm too young too young i was like oh yeah you have to be 25 to rent uh-huh. <laughs> i was like this is crazy <laughs> We see their final date, Carmen and Kenzo's. They get a local choir on the beach and like some like flowers, mm-hmm. picnic situation. It was they whatever. do say, I love you. Yeah, it was whatever. And he cries. Oh, yeah, he does cry. And he's like, I should have brought a ring. You're going to be my wife. Ugh. The assurance of saying that is insane. And can I just like, again, I know I said this earlier in the episode, but we did not see any resolution from that conflict between them Mm -hmm. right like the only resolution was that carmen tried to get up and walk away and he like grabbed her and was like no like stay i want to keep talking to you about this and then he like felt bad because he had upset her and then that was it but it was literally one conversation yeah it was not great and now they're just like in love and want to get married healthy hell very healthy bergie and taylor they go on a date they were like sitting on some like elevated platform yeah, and they have these fire dancers on the beach. Bergie does an amazing play here where he plays some walls. He's I have lots of walls. Spectacular play. Best overall play from Bergie of these mm-hmm. final dates. Yes, agreed. Yeah. He then shares that he also has had the tragedy of a dead mother. What the fuck, Love Island right? US producers? Why aren't you letting us know anything about these people? Mm hmm. Like, this would have been – it was beautiful. This would have been so much more impactful if we knew this about Bergie and actually, like, felt connected to him and invested in him because we know anything about his life and what he's been through. Other than that he fucking manages a Dairy Queen. Totally. Totally. And then he also brings out this diary where he wrote a bunch of letters to his future girlfriend. After his mother died, he started writing letters (sighs) to his future girlfriend. And this – is the moment that he chooses to read Taylor one of the letters Yeah, that, by the way, she then hearkens back to in her declaration of love to Bergie. Mm-hmm. So good. The whole thing was beautifully done. Excellent play. And this, of course, leads into Bergie asking Taylor to be his girlfriend. Yes. Per- perfect. Exquisite. I did not see him pulling this one out of the bag. Me too. I was like, okay, someone came here to play. Right. And the fact that he brought this diary of letters with him shows a lot of foresight. Exactly. Or. (laughs) Naivety? I don't know. I'm like, or the producers gave it to him and they were like, hey, tell her that you started writing these letters after your mom died. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't think think he would agree to do that. (laughs) I don't know. Eh, You never know. Um, okay, so then we see Hannah and Marco. They go on like this classic date. Marco talks a lot about how he lost his mother and how he's been basically trying to find another parent, which is like very typical, I feel like, of, of people who've lost parents seeking or or have had negative relationships with their own parents seeking that same parent figure in their couple's family, their partner's, partner's family. Right. I 
couldn't tell at the beginning of what he was saying. I couldn't tell if he was trying to say, because he did initially say, like, in reference to Hannah's mom, like, I really want to meet your mom. And, like, I've been looking for, like, another mom since my mom died. But I feel like the way he was saying it also kind of implied uh, the that, mama? like, Hannah Ooh, was filling interesting. the void of his mom. Okay, so now everyone's a couple. They make all of their declarations of love. And then Sarah Highland comes in and announces the winners. Yeah, this was so strange. The way that they just kind of condense everything after Casa Amor for the rest of the season. It's like two episodes later is movie night. And then it's whatever the fuck. The families. But it's like a distilled, minimized version of the families. And then it's the last like three or four episodes of the show yep. in UK that we would see of like two episodes of final dates. And yep. then like the day before the preparing for the declarations of love flashing mm-hmm. back and forth live, whatever. And then it doesn't even, it's just like psh, shrunk it down. Right. And it's so funny. Cause like, this is kind of what we ask for. <laughs> like when I was watching this last season of UK, and I feel like often when we get to the end of the seasons, we're like, oh, can it just end already in the yeah. last few weeks? But I don't like it this way either. Right. I think I think the sweet spot's seven weeks. Okay. <laughs> eight, eight weeks is a little too much. Six weeks is a little too little. Let's try seven. Let's try seven. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So in fourth place, we have Carmen and Kenzo. Third, Taylor and Bergie. Second, Leo and Cassie. And first, and Hannah and Marco. Congrats. <laughs> And they do the, do you want to split the money thing? And as has happened every single time, that's been an option. Although I guess I don't know that because there are 22 iterations of the show. It's possible someone has taken the money in Albania or Nigeria or the Netherlands or Greece. But of course, Marco gets the money. I have a theory that the man always gets the envelope with the money. Uh, I know that that's not true. But it's more often than chance. That's true. It's like a lot. It's a majority lot. of the time. Yeah, I want. I want to see those stats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can go back. I, and I know you don't have to, <laughs> <laughs> but I am act- like genuinely curious. Actually, yeah. No, no, no. Maybe I should. Maybe yeah. that'll be good off-season project. I'll do it. Okay. Anyway, they've obviously stopped doing this on US or on UK. They still did it on US. They split the money. They all hug. There's no live audience. Yep. And the season is over. And I don't yep. think there's going to be a reunion. And they no. immediately pivot into a ad for Love Island Games. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Which should be interesting. Okay. Let's do our awards. Okay. Our awards. Ari, who was your MVP of the season? My MVP of the season was Cassie. <gasps> Tell me why. I just think that the way that she navigated the post-CASA part of the season, how she handled things with Johnny, how – another thing that I don't think that they got enough into was the, like, Leo's feelings about Johnny and Cassie, which I feel like he probably had more of – not, like, necessarily negative, but just any sort of feelings. We only just heard him say, like, once, like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. It's right. Like, but this is – these are, like, two girls that you, like, have also been – you so – Anyway, I love how she navigated all of that. I feel like she handled a lot of situations really well, handled some of the other girls in the villa being against her really well. I just ended up really, really loving her by the end of the season and loving 
having watched her journey. And I think for those reasons, mainly she was my MVP. Who was yours? Cassie. Oh, this why? is the first time we've had the same one. I love it. Oh my it. god, I'm shook. I started from the bottom. Now we're here. I mean, yeah. literally, like she. I feel like at the beginning of the show, I didn't really like her that much. I found her like kind of annoying and grating. Mm-hmm. By the end of the season, I was I was like obsessed with her. I thought mm-hmm. she was great. So I thought that she had the most character development, and I agree, she made a lot of really solid plays that really, really helped her shine. Yeah, and it was obviously because of her that they were top two. Like yep. if it hadn't been for Leo probably not being liked, they definitely would have won, I think. Yep. I agree. All right. Who was your most toxic Islander of the so, season? Uh, so many options to choose from. Truly. But I had to go with Keenan <laughs> for being dishonest toward KK, for taking her for granted completely for fucking around and finding out who was your most toxic also keenan amazing (laughs) (laughs) i love it like i said i wanted it to be marco after he made that comment but he just simply was not (laughs) yeah there wasn't like enough of it yeah there was a lot of it for keenan yeah what was your most shocking moment of the season this was really difficult to choose from i agree (sighs) i have three things that i really couldn't decide between um leo and johnny fucking Mm -hmm. kk actually i was gonna say kk leaving with keenan but that actually really wasn't that shocking i'm gonna say the tie i'm gonna tie it up with leo and johnny either fucking and johnny and cassie kissing (laughs) were my two most shocking moments Uh uh-huh i just loved it what about you same (laughs) well mine is johnny and cassie amazing (laughs) i this is very interesting i i agree we don't usually have all the exact same feelings winners Uh uh-huh okay well i love it i love it mine was i i was certain that that was just not going to go anywhere and that they were just teasing us but all of the the dynamic surrounding it as i discussed in depth earlier in the episode just made that moment so fucking satisfying to watch yeah. i absolutely uh-huh. loved it i agree i want more of it i know so bring good. them both to games let's fucking make out some more yes let's go yes um okay. wh- how we're gonna do our duration guesses for each finalist Mm -hmm. how long do you think hannah and marco will last okay so as i said when we did this last season i am going to be making all of these predictions using the most statistically accurate data which is that all of these people will break up yes i'm going to give hannah and marco a year okay i gave them a really specific number a year and nine months Huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. And what? second place, Leo and Cassie. How long do you think they'll last? I gave them a year. Mm. What about you? I'm gonna give them six months. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I think I'm overshooting their longevity here. Yeah. I do feel like I don't know. I mean we'll I know. see. It's, but I feel it's like there were up. some like good couples to come out of this season not good and that like i love them but good and that like they're probably 
compatible yeah. relative to people who come off the show. Yeah, I agree. Speaking um, of <laughs> Carmen and Kenzo, yeah. How long do you think uh, they'll no, last? No, we have to do Taylor and Bergie. <laughs> oh, Taylor and Bergie. Sorry, they're in Which third. is funny because it's actually not speaking of. I'm going to give them three months. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give them six months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, somewhere in between there is pretty valid. Yeah. Yeah. And what about Carmen and Kenzo for you? See, them I could see lasting, mm-hmm. but also... I don't know because we didn't really see the resolution of that conflict in so many ways. They're more set up to last. And if they did play the fucking system and know each other before and then Mm -hmm. orchestrate this run on the show together, a part of me is like maybe the last I'm going to give them two years. Uh Uh-huh. I gave them also two years. Yeah. Right. I love it. Well, oh. stick around and find out, and we will update everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we will definitely update everyone on breakups. And did I think we could recap an entire season in an hour and a half? Yes. Was I naive to think that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long episode, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. If you have, <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it. We hope yeah. that you enjoyed our takes. We will continue to update you about any tea that comes out on our social media. We will be putting out a poll. As a reminder, please check and make sure that you vote in that poll regarding if you would like for us to focus on Love Island Australia or Love Island Games. There's a lot of Islanders that have been announced for Love Island Games at this point. We've been posting about that as well. So hopefully that will give you a little bit more information with which to make that decision. Yes. And Uh, click click that bell on Spotify. Please follow so that you guys can know when we put out another episode. We're not exactly sure when we'll put out another episode after this until one of the new seasons starts, but I wouldn't be shocked if we did. So keep it, uh, keep your little notifications on so that you'll know when a new episode drops. You never know. And we will, of course, always be posting about any new episodes on our Instagram as well. Yes. We probably will be back before the next two seasons because we just love chatting with you. Exactly. Love it. So whenever in the future we see you again, we cannot wait to chat. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.